Hi and welcome to episode 95 of Extreme PC UK Podcast. Today is the 30th of April 2020. I'm Nick, your host, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. Today on the show we have... Hi, I'm Greg Gamer 25 otherwise known as the Grey Master. <laughs> <laughs> I'm World's Prophet, man. How are you guys doing? All good, all good, man. All keeping well. What about you, boys? You all safe? No one's got sick yet? You're all good? Yep. Yep, seventh seventh week for me and playing games and actually doing a little work online. Not much, but Yeah, for me I've just been at home chilling, playing games, man. I've been playing games yeah. quite a lot. I've been doing uh, a lot of the magazine. Uh it's been pretty good, like being at home with the kids whilst working and stuff, you know what I mean? So uh, I've yeah, enjoyed no. it a lot. I gotta say you're pretty lucky, man, to be stuck at home getting paid to stay at home. I'm working eleven hour days right now because we supply medical companies. Wow. Well that's the uh, thing. Jansen's working. Yeah, Jansen's working every day, but for me, I'm getting paid uh, 80% of my wages to just be at home every day for the next two months. And it's already, I, I definitely won't be doing any work until, well, I'll be doing Extreme PC UK and all that sort of work, because um, I do that every day at home. But my actual day job, because I do have a day job as well, um, I won't be going back till probably beginning of June. So... Woo-hoo. They don't have you doing. They don't have you doing <laughs> stuff online or anything. Like, no, nope. really can't. Nah, I can't do it. So uh, don't have to, to get worry. Into that backlog. Yeah, man. Nah, there's no backlogs for me, man. <laughs> you not got all your backlog on Steam. Oh, what backlog of games? Yeah. Um, it's funny because when you look at my Steam library, I've probably got about four hundred games on there, or, or between oh, three okay. and four hundred, yeah. or whatever. But I've played most of them. There's not many I haven't played, or they're like really, really crap games that I haven't played. You know, so. it's not like oh yeah i've got 50 games and like i can just work my way through them but i have been playing a lot of new games which we'll talk about in a little while cheers for that sub jay himself look he's there he's probably working on a magazine finalizing it for today as we speak because it goes live straight after the show 12 o'clock tonight magazine will be out if you haven't seen the magazine before there's the link for it um right should we get into uh the podcast you guys ready Everybody out there, yeah. ready for us? Can't be. Be ready. <laughs> uh, right, first, before we before we get into like news and stuff, I just want to talk a little bit about what's been going on. Like I said, um, magazine issue three will be out 12 o'clock tonight. So what is the date again today? I can't remember the date now. The uh, 29th, right? Yeah, the 30th. 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 <laughs> We're used to it's, it's, it's on the notes if you scroll <laughs> I know. I scrolled down already. Um but yeah, like the magazine will be out tonight, so check that out. Um, and that's free to so anyone that's not seen a magazine. If you're a listener on a podcast, um, go to extremepcuk.co.uk. You'll get a pop-up straight away, and then you can literally just put in your email. And then as soon as we put out a new magazine every month, you'll get that magazine to your inbox. Uh, you won't get no crappy emails, like, you know, sell your emails on and nothing. Don't worry about that. You'll literally just get one email a month, and it will be the magazine um so do that if you haven't done that uh apart from that on the patron this this week um i put out a pipe bending video which a lot of people were asking for um it was a tricky one because obviously my setup's all the way along this wall so i had to basically get the desk where my son's computer is use that in front of mine to set the the whole thing up 
and obviously I've got pipes and tools and that all on this desk. Um, but you watched the video, didn't you, Gray? Yep. What did, did you think I of it? I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. I was really kind of wondering how you did that. And uh, I think I even commented to you uh, off the air that after watching that and I loved it, I'm going like, yeah, I'll leave that to the professionals. Yeah, yeah. I saw your comment <laughs> about that. <laughs> Looks all good in that, but I'll, I'll let someone else do it for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we showed I how like, to do... I your, uh, uh, your woodblock thing. The woodblock idea was pretty cool. Simple, but oh, what? cool. Yeah, yeah, because what the, people... The woodblocks. What people don't realize is they will go and pay 70 quid from like a uh, water cooling company and they'll get these like bends and then they'll they'll heat up the pipe and they'll bend it over the top. But it's only common sense. If you're going to bend something over the top, you're going to get a stretch on the outside part of the pipe. So if you like, I, I tried to like emphasize how easy it is because I put them two blocks that we made and I was like, look, two fingers, you push it in and it will just tighten the corner really tight. And you'll get the same bends every single time. So that's what I wanted to get across, which I feel we did get across. I also showed on the video um, what happens if you get too close about how it quickly burns and bubbles and blisters. Um, but if, if anyone wants to know about it, just check out our Patreon. Um, it's also on our website, Extreme PC UK. Um, there's a link for the website for all of our stuff on there. Um, apart from that, should we get into the news, boys? Yeah. yeah. Right. Who's been following Valorant? Oh man, I I watched it before it came out, and then as soon as it came out, I kind of saw what it was, and not really for me, man. To be honest with you, that's fair enough. That that like, do you know what? It's cross between uh, like Overwatch and CS:GO. Now, my bit mm-hmm. of news isn't much about the game; it's about something that's been going on around the game, um, which I've been speaking to a few community people that watch Twitch, like if you watch Twitch and you're a part of Twitch, like you regularly watch people like YouTubers um, and people like that that have Twitch channels. One thing that happened is Valorant is a new game that's like CSGO, first person shooter. They're saying it's going to be the next competitive game. And so everybody wants to get hold of this game. Now, the, the people that made it, it's only been given to the top streamers. So like... Only the people that are like top streamers are playing it on their stream. And what they've got on is this thing called Drops. And what that does is means you have to watch someone streaming it. And if you're lucky enough to get a drop, then you'll get a game key sent to you from that drop. That's the only way that you can get a copy of this game right now. So what's been happening is there's this massive thing going on about big Twitch streamers not being fair. So say, like, tomorrow I wanted to stream Valorant, or I wanted to stream any game on Twitch, say, there'll be a streamer that's decided he's not even going to stream, he's just going to keep rerunning his video. But the thing is, Twitch do a rerun actual setting where you can click a VOD, and your VOD will literally, it'll play your last four hours or whatever, and it'll keep playing. But the thing is, drops don't work on that. So what they've been doing is, they've actually been setting up their gameplay, recording it, and then just letting it play, like, over and over again. And what it's been doing is, they're getting two, 3,000 people in one room, not giving a chance to any other streamers, because people are desperate to get these drops for the game key. And it, it's there was loads and loads of people moaning about it in, in the industry, um, like, in, in the uh, on Twitch and stuff. And then me and a few mates were talking about it, and then it came out, like, I think it was yesterday that Twitch have actually changed their rules now that you can't do it and you'll get, like, fined or you'll get, like, switched off and stuff like that. But I, hmm. you two don't really follow yeah. Twitch that much, do you? 
No, but I've actually heard about this, and it kind of goes both ways. So obviously the streamers getting all this influx of people watching their VODs, which is good for them. It boosts their numbers. Yeah. And all these people are going to be silly enough to watch the old video because they want the game. And like you said, it's the only way to get it. Yeah. So it's like, I, I agree with what you said, how like it's unfair that they only gave it to like certain streamers and all these other people are kind of left out. But they're all trying to latch on to like the stream, a big streamer goes live, everybody watches it. And then you'll get 3,000 people in that room. But that's fine if the guy's promoting the game. So he goes live, he plays for four hours, the drops get given to people. But what he's doing, because he's got so many people watching his stream, he's decided to find a way, or him or her, whoever it is, have found a way to leave their stream going live so people think it's live. People like the people in the community right here, right now, will all be talking to him and giving him subs. But he's not even there. He's just recording it off his computer. Yeah. And it's stopping anyone else from actually getting a chance to do that. So, uh, yeah, been a bit, big, big bit of uproar about it. Um, does anyone, what does anyone out there think? Does anyone think it's a good thing or a bad thing? It sounds kind of ridiculous to me. I mean, basically, the streamer's phoning it in for the second half of his stream. Um, I, mean, I just, just I just caught, sitting back. sorry, dude, I just caught uh, something from Shell. Beautiful beard again. Nice to see you've run a comb <laughs> through it. <laughs> <laughs> this beard is massive. Look at it. Mm, it's like a Mr. Miyagi beard. And it's proper white <laughs> in the middle. For people on the podcast, it's like, do you remember Badger Girl? I don't know if you remember that. You probably didn't get it in America. No, Badger I didn't girl get it. had Badger stripes for her hair. That's like my beard. Come on, man. I think it's quite cool to have that little white bit in the middle. I got some, man. Like don't I got white right there. You've got to have a bit well, of a white beard at the bottom. But my beard my, is... My... Go on, Gray. No, I was gonna say my problem is if I do my beard, it's gonna all look like this. The mustache. <laughs> yeah, it's all gonna be grey. You are gray, gray gamer, so if you had like yeah, a red beard, it wouldn't work. Oh man, you would look yeah. like a proper wizard. Just like you know, <laughs> you like a long beard like me. Wizard like gray. Wizard, wizard gray. Gray. The wizard king. <laughs> <laughs> About a few days ago, I was getting there. I was going like, oh, maybe I should just let it grow. And I go, eh, nah. Uh, cheers for that sub mystic dude, man. It's much appreciated. And to Jansen earlier on. Um, I'm just sorry. I just tried to catch up with the chat. I just sorry. Distinguished. Yes, we're very distinguished. That's right. Yeah, distinguished. Yeah, that, well, that's a better word. To put it this way, though, this beard's been growing since lockdown started, and it'll keep growing until lockdown's finished. So when I emerge from my house, I'm just going to be like, you know, when Forrest Gump ran across America. Oh I'll, yeah. I'll just be like that. Run, Forrest, run. It'll be more like comb, Forrest, comb. Comb. <laughs> scissors, oh, scissors, man. scissors. Uh, Shell said we're all grey gamers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the barbers are going to be raking in the dough as soon as we're uh, able to leave our houses. Mystic wanted to know, uh, he said he's a top streamer. Why Why wouldn't he get keys to hand out? <laughs> yeah, that's the one, Mystic, dude. We'll give all the keys to you, and then you can just uh, give them out. But it's a shame because they're just not Division 2 keys. Uh. <laughs> uh, Shell, Shell says you're going to be Hagrid. I like that. <laughs> I'd be Hagrid. Look, I'm not, I can't be Hagrid. <laughs> Not? That, that's not Hagrid. Hagrid's a big <laughs> fat dude. Yeah, he's way taller than Nick is. Let's crack on, man. Let's crack on with this. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think everybody agrees that like doing that, getting that stream going and keeping it live and then recording yourself just because you know you've got 3,000 viewers and you're getting loads of uh, 
loads of tips and stuff like that from it. I think it is a bit out of order. But I think they've put a stop to it now, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, otherwise, I might just keep recording the podcast and just keep playing it over and over again. I won't even be here. Well, you need keys to give out, though. Oh, yeah. No, the keys drop on their own. Oh, really? I thought that they so, had to yeah, be like, so a Yeah, so the point I'm here. getting at is... The reason why people are going to the stream is because they've got the chance to have a drop, which is a key for watching. So the stream is not actually even there. They're just playing. Oh, okay. They're just playing video footage of their game they've played, hoping, uh, and and they're taking all the credit and all of like the um, subs and stuff like that. People watching are only watching. They're just leaving their stream on and not even watching it because they're waiting to get a drop for a free key. And then what is happening is it's like. Because they're making money out of it, they found a way that they're just going to record the game and leave it there. So the drops keep being handed out. They're not there. They're getting subs. Twitch and the streamers are both are big winners, but everybody else is left out. Yeah, that's what so, I was just going to say. We've been talking about like the viewers and the Twitch streamers, but what about Twitch that's actually getting all these crazy numbers currently? I mean, besides everybody being inside during the pandemic and whatnot. Yeah, why do they care? They're getting half well, the money of everybody. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're getting all these advertising dollars because look at our numbers now. We have like, oh my God, so many hours being watched right now. Yeah, exactly. That's it's, crazy. It is crazy. It is. Right. I don't know. Let's move on. What's uh, your news, Gray? Well, Call of Duty, uh, they, apparently uh, crossplay is being turned off by people on consoles because they're trying to get around PC cheaters. And apparently... Cheating is kind of widespread. Uh, they said that uh, they've been handing out over 70,000 bans uh, to this. But have uh, you the seen what they're doing are... with them? They're, well, as far as I can I can understand, they're trying to do every time to cheat they can, where they're just one-hitting enemies. Nah, nah. Walls, See, you've uh, got a snippet. Recoil. You've got a snippet of the information there. Um, the co- the cross-play, pe- the gamers on the consoles are switching it off because they obviously right. can't hack on their consoles, I don't think but the PCs can, so they don't like it. But the latest thing, the 80,000 people that have been banned because they're putting loads of bans out, what they've decided to do with it, instead of banning people, they're putting anyone that's been reported for cheating or hacking into a lobby with other hackers. What? They can do that? Yeah, so basically, if you get reported for being a hacker, you get put onto a server with 20 other hackers. So you're all doing the same thing, so no one's getting nowhere. Wait, can I see that? That would be some crazy yeah, gameplay that would footage be, right yeah. there. I don't know. I haven't got any gameplay, but I was reading a, a, an article about it when I was in bed last night, and they're saying that they're, they're just going to pair them all up together and then let them just have it out. They all think they're getting one over each other, but they're all you can imagine them all popping up and teleporting everywhere, aimbotting each oh, other. My oh, my God. So they're just playing That'd the game, so cool. shooting through walls. It's almost like there's no game. You just shoot each other and kill them right through walls. Who cares? Yeah, so... But the thing is, do they know they're even going into these lobbies or are they just thinking, hold on, I'm cheating, but I'm not getting anywhere. These people are still killing me because they're all cheating as well. Well, could you imagine? They'd be like, this guy's cheating. Oh, my God. Kick him. Kick him now. But you're cheating. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Lady uh, Alassane, are you all good? How's your drawings coming along? It's good to see you in here. It does serve them right. No one likes a cheater. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I, I wouldn't mind. Um, I wouldn't mind watching a gameplay of that server. That would be pretty funny because it would literally be people teleporting and like shooting through walls. They all st- they'll all be standing in the, at the edges shooting through the walls. Oh, it'd be hilarious. It would be pretty crazy. You just point and shoot. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Uh, what other news? Stream. What other news you got, Gray? Uh, something that just dropped uh, actually today. 
apparently, Assassin's Creed, the next game in the in the in the link of uh, in the uh, all the games is called Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is going to be covering Vikings. Now, the funny thing was is they leaked this a long time ago that the next game would be about Vikings, and but uh, Ubisoft came out and said, no, 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 just a rumor. There's no Vikings involved. We're still, you know, we haven't even decided what we want to do with the game. And then months and months later, they bring out this uh, cinematic trailer. And by the way, they do such fabulous cinematic trailers. It looks really good. If gameplay is anywhere close to some of this, or like the past two Assassin's Creed games, I can't wait. And I was glad to see that they're covering Vikings for a change. So do you really like excited. Assassin's Creed? I like Assassin's Creed when it when it came out with Origins, when they opened it up, made it RPG, open world, etc. Some of the real purists on Assassin's Creed uh, didn't like the open world and the way they're handling it on RPG style. So some of them are disappointed. Uh, other ones liked it, uh, like both how they did it. And I'm fully into the RPG style. Their Origins was such a good game, and I finally got around to hopefully starting Odyssey soon. Uh, and I heard that was even better. And now the Vikings, I can't wait. I mean, as soon as this game drops, I'm picking it up. Um, and anybody wants to see the cinematic, it's all over YouTube. See, uh, it looks really great. Out of everything, Vikings fascinate me, man. I love the season Vikings. I love the Last Kingdom. I love anything yep. Vikings. I even said to my missus, if I was religious, which I wasn't, I'd be that <laughs> religion, whatever it is. What is their religion? Odin. It's Odin. It's like yeah, Valhalla. Yep, Drinking Valhalla. at a table. I'd, I'd, I'd do that. I, I, well, it's funny when you look at the game cinematic, you, you start thinking like you're watching the series Vikings, but, but again, you got to remember they based it in real history. That's what the, that's what it looked like. Um, but I enjoyed the TV series when it was on, except for the last year. The last year was a bit lame. Well, the thing is, uh, but, uh, sorry, as, Assassin's Creed, yeah, it's literally on Assassin's Creed, the, the first few, I didn't really get into them because I didn't like I didn't all either. that. I didn't like all I that. It. If it just stayed in the past and you was like that guy in the past, it'd be fine. But then it's all that futuristic stuff and it's like you're going in and looking around and that was just like, oh man, I can't be bothered with this. But then in the last one with the Egyptians and stuff like that, everybody said it's like right. one of the best open world maps that they've ever played or, on. It is. Origins was a fabulous game and Odyssey, even though I haven't played it yet, it supposedly one-ups it. And I don't. if it did, then it's going to be that much greater. But I really liked Origins, and people fell in love with the characters and stuff. And the, the acting and the writing, the voice quality, everything it was is so far beyond a lot of other games. It's really good. So I'm really thinking, just from what I've seen on uh, the new Valhalla, it's going to be great. Now they're talking about not probably releasing it till towards the end of end of the year, uh, holiday time. So we got a little bit of a wait. But it's nice to hear that they finally announced it. Uh, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I haven't played any of them yet. I'm actually, uh, I might give this one a go if it's actually this good. I love like, RPG, I'm with you, Nick. Yeah. If you're into RPG, I mean, especially with a, with a great story, great acting, it, then you'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. I was really and hoping or... that the Elder Scrolls Six would be coming out this year, but obviously uh, it's not. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I had to bring it up. <laughs> I, 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 I could go on about that forever because, first uh, of all, I think it's totally just ridiculous that they didn't do an Elder Scrolls Six a long time ago. They decided well, they to five. Yeah. So what we yeah, talking? So they, sorry, they, I was reading. Are we talking about Elder Scrolls now? No. Yeah. <laughs> Segway. Yeah. Talking about Elder Scrolls Six, and I was. I'm just commenting that Elder Scrolls Six. It's been by the time it comes out, it'll be what 13, 14, 15 years since the last one. Yeah. Skyrim. Yeah. Totally, and the reason is they put all their efforts in, in Elder Scrolls Online, and I'm not trying to down ESO for people that like it, but I played ESO when it first came out for like. Maybe Come on, a year you can be so. honest here, Gray. 
And it was it wasn't that great at all compared to the main games. Well, when it first so came put... out, it was a sub, and everybody went mental about it because they were like, oh, "I'm not paying oh, a sub for that game." And then they then they done this whole upheaval of it, and they redone it, and then everybody said, "Oh, it's all right." And the graphics were nice and stuff, but it never had the feel of Skyrim. It never it felt didn't. like that kind of game. Same as it Fallout. It... Same thing with Fallout. Turn it multiplayer, mm-hmm. and it turns to a load of crap. And then everybody's like, "Oh, I haven't got the same feel because." Everywhere I go, I've got some idiot doing something over there on their computer, like getting involved in my game, which if it was single player, that wouldn't happen. I mean, I can understand devoting some time to it. That's fine. But you're going to wait 13, 14, 15 years in Skyrim? That's a joke. Well, they sold it on every platform like multiple times since. They keep remastering it, redoing it. So, I mean, they got their money out of it. I, that's what I mean. So it's the, yeah, they probably did that to keep uh, ESO propped up. That's what it was. But to, to be Why fair, make all the money we can. If they bring out a new Skyrim, I would probably want to play that in VR before playing oh. it. Normal, oh, I'm sure the new, the new it's going to come out in a few years, isn't it? So in a few years' time, yes. VR would be amazing. So if it was like going, it would be the next step. When we did Skyrim all that many years ago, it was the latest thing at the time. You walked into this new open world and you was like, man, I can walk right. anywhere. I can talk to anyone. But if they brought it out on VR straight away... That would be another next step, like going into a photographic real world, like just wandering around doing what you want to do. I mean, well, it will be, it will be in VR. I'm sure they have plans for that, but it's not going to be out till 2023, 2024. Well, when you look at Skyrim, long wait. When you look at Skyrim, that wasn't built for Mm -hmm. VR. It was converted to VR. This could be built on VR, but then they convert it to 2D or whatever, 3D. I would buy a VR machine for that game, 100%. That's the one game I really want. That would yeah. sell VR machines for sure. Yeah, definitely. I heard a lot of, I heard a lot of people are liking half like Alex, uh, which went straight to VR first. I'm really been into that too. Well, like, it's hard for me to comment too because I, I don't have VR, but I've been watching some gameplay, even though it's VR, so it's kind of a little weird looking. Um, but it seems kind of neat from what I've seen. But I'm waiting for them to put out the regular. Oh, but by the way, it's funny. There's some modders out there that have actually taken the game and modded it into no VR mm-hmm. already. And uh, but but Steam is going to obviously come out with their own one eventually. But I was impressed to see people actually went to lengths to create it, uh, recreate it out of VR. Well, the thing is, you don't know how hard it is to do, do we? Like it could be a simple step. It might, you don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. But just to know that they did try to do it is interesting. I, so from what I can understand, you can get the mods out there. It's not the whole game in no VR. It's it's only portions of it apparently, from what I'm understanding. But yeah. impressive still. They would go that far, you know. <laughs> Mystic Dude says he'd like to play Mario VR, but I'd be scared <laughs> of jumping out the window. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd that be could amazing. Be cool, but could you imagine playing, like, playing an old-school game like Terraria in VR and it's all in 3D? Oh, jeez, Terraria. I love like... Terraria, man. <laughs> I love it, too. Uh, I nearly went really back cool. on. I nearly, nearly went back on Minecraft this week just to test it out. Oh, it's got ray tracing now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it's got yeah. ray tracing. And, uh, yeah, you saw the pictures online? It looked yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, there's no, a I lot don't... of other stuff on there as well. I mean, right. I'm impressed with what it could do. Right, Gray, what's your next bit of news, dude? My last one is I, I just had to throw this in because it was funny. Uh, many times we've talked you know, on the show or, you, or in Discord. Obviously, I'm an older gamer, so I, my first video game was Pong in 1972. So that got me on the video game. So we always kid around. I always tell people, yeah, I've been playing since Pong. And then I don't know how I found this, but I was just cruising through the internet one day, and I found out they're coming out with a new version of Pong. And I'm going like, no. Are you kidding me? 
So I'm looking in here, and yep, it's going to be called Pong Quest. All right. It's a fresh twist on a classic. It's available on Steam. And I'm looking at this thing, and I don't really know what to make of it. It's just kind of like Pong has become like an animated, goofy-looking figure. And, of course, there's little, like, a King Pong and a Queen Pong and a Kid Pong, and I, I don't know. Man, you've lost us. <laughs> I know. I've, I've lost myself. I'm, I'm just looking like, man, I may have to just try it. I've got a question for you, though. Yep. So you were around to see the first game ever come out, Pong, if, if that was the first yep. game. You was around okay. to see that. How did it feel for you when you first saw that? I was amazed because I was, uh, let's see, I was, um, geez, what was I, eight years old or something like that or whatever. I, mean, I, I couldn't understand how it would even work. I thought it was very cool. I didn't understand. Uh, sorry, 15 years old. Can't put me up, too old. Um, and it was just amazing that something could even do this. But what was more amazing was that was an arcade game. So we used to go and drop a lot of quarters to play this stupid pong game back then. It really? Stupid, oh, yeah. <laughs> Put a quid in uh, so you can watch a ball go up and down. When eventually, when it came to TV, that was like amazing, more amazing, because we're going like, dude, we don't have to go to the arcade anymore and spend all our freaking money. Yeah, we but I, there- I did feel that as well, because I used to go to the arcade, and when I was at the arcade, it used to be games like OutRun, uh, Street sure. Fighter, and I remember when the Super NES came out, um, that was probably one of the first consoles that was powerful enough to play right. these games on your TV at home. And then... Well, because me and my friends, we we used to have this really long street. So our estate where we lived was at the bottom, and then there's one long street, and that long street went all the way up. And at the top of the road, there was like a, like four or five shops going around the corner, and there was like a chip shop, there was a, like a little corner shop to get your sweets and that. Then there was a more serious shop, like a little furniture shop. But it was like a little parade of shops. And what we'd mm-hmm. always do is at night, me and my mates would get together. It would take about forty five minutes to walk there, so we would walk up this long road to to chip shop buy our chips and play Street Fighter until we got no money left. And then we'd come back after that. And I always remember the transition of when the games came out on my TV and I was like, man, my graphics are better here than at the arcade. And it was like the arcade machine was still <laughs> in the chip shop at that time. And I was like, why am I going to play it on there and pay a pound or 50p or whatever it was when I've just got it at home and it's better graphics. And that was in Street Fighter. <laughs> I think it was when Street Fighter... Um, Ultimate Edition or whatever it was came out. Turbo. Yeah. Super Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Oh, dude, that game was so good. Sorry, when all that stuff started coming to uh, to being able to do on your television, that was the beginning of the downfall of arcades. So arcades started slowly, you know, losing people coming in and stuff. And that's probably the only thing I miss. You guys might not remember it as much as I do, but when I was a kid, I mean, that was the thing, man. There was, you, you didn't, you couldn't get online. You couldn't play with other people. So we would just sit there and either walk, ride, or take a bus to the arcade. Yeah. And we'd spend freaking hours there all day long, eat lunch, eat dinner, eat breakfast, yeah. whatever. Well, for me, we would just stay there. My, I grew up like in the 80s. So for me, we was, I was a typical 80s kid. What you see in the Goonies and like Labyrinth and things like that, that was my life. What I was like, me and my mates, we would, my mate would ring me at six o'clock in the morning and say, Nick, you coming out? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm coming out. <laughs> so then we'd meet up on our, on, we'd get our BMXs. We'd meet up with a backpack. We'd have some snacks and that in the backpack, yeah? And then we'd be like, where should we go? And it would be like, I don't know, let's just go that way and we'll just keep going. I'd say to my mum, see you later, mum, I'm out. And we'd leave the front door and we would go. Like, we would literally ride our bikes 50 miles away. Yeah. And we'd get completely yeah. lost. And then, like, we'd try and find our way back. And my mum had no way of contacting us whatsoever. The rules were back in the days, when the streetlights come on, you've got to start making your way back home. 
Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, I can remember, I can remember before because I was a teenager. So before I learned how to could drive, if I missed the bus to get back home, man, you didn't you want you did not want to hear it from my parents. They're going like, "You missed the bus? You're gonna stay there and sleep, and we'll come get you the next day." I'm oh, like, "Jeez." That was back then, horse and carts. Yeah, Yeah, it was the Flintstones. I was pushing my car with my feet on the bottom. But when I finally did, when I finally did learn to drive, oh my god, I had a station wagon, so I could carry four, five, six people in my car. So everybody's going like, "Let's go!" and they pile into the into my station wagon, and we drive all the way up there and play all damn day. It was a blast. I don't know about you guys. I'm in Chicago. Do you guys like? It's been a big thing where arcade bars are popping up all over the place. Yeah, that, that kind of retro is coming back kind of thing, right? Yeah, so like you drink, obviously you pay for your drinks, but all the games are free. Oh, and really? Like pinball, yeah, Pinball, Street Fighter, all that stuff um, is in there. They've got it over here, but over yeah. here, I think you pay like 15 quid, and then you get to go in there and drink. You pay for your drinks, and then you can just walk around. But there's not many of them popping up around here. Like, I'm in London, and there's not many of them in London I'll tell you what there is a lot of, though, that's happening is, is retro crazy golf places. What? Yeah. Yeah, so a you go in, golf, it's, a, it's like, it's designed like a bar or nightclub, um, mm. but there's crazy golf all the way around it, and then you just buy your drinks at the bar, and then you just go around taking your shots, drinking. But then again, over here, we're all hev- heavily drinking all the time, so it's like <laughs> everything's around a bar and drinking. Yeah, but see, you don't need a crazy golf thing at a bar. All you do is take a shot, bring your, put your glass on the ground, and try to shoot the ball into it. Maybe it's because in England we're all angry, and like if you put an arcade machine in front of you, you've got more chance that it would only last a couple of days before someone puts their fist through the glass. <laughs> oh God, I can uh, remember maybe. doing stuff. Uh, not actually breaking the glass, but I can remember doing stuff like that with pinball. Remember that? You're awesome. playing on the pin, pinball game, and you don't win a free game, or or your ball gets sucked down the middle. You're like, ah, <laughs> crash! You hit. You hit the damn thing, and then the, all of a sudden, like the owners are out there going, "Like, oh, you hit the game again, and we're going to throw you out in the street." Yeah, see, <laughs> like, it's, it's, see, for me, um, the worst one I ever done was I was playing in a snooker like pool, American pool bar, with your big pool tables with the big pockets. Yeah, and because uh, our pool tables over here are half the size with little tiny pockets and red and yellow balls, <laughs> and because you play billiards, and then we was I was playing. <laughs> And I'm like standing in front of that machine and I hit it. When I break, I broke so hard that the ball went through the machine, straight through the front of it. <laughs> we were just quickly left. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, Goodbye. time to go. <laughs> yeah, man. Right, let's oh, move God. on anyway. We've had our nostalgic moment there. Yes. <laughs> Taking Grey <laughs> back to the days of Pong. Pong. <laughs> Profit, what news have you got, dude? <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, do you guys know, uh, games done quickly? They like kind of do uh, a bunch of charity stuff where people kind of, uh, speed run games. Yeah. I yeah, uh... definitely heard of them. Um, I haven't yeah. heard of it. I know Jansen watches a lot of speed run, um, streamers. Oh, it's so uh, cool, dude. Watching these people like basically like cheat the game and like finish a game in 12 minutes or something is just out of this world. Stuff that yeah, you never think about. You yeah. Know? There are a few of them that do it. Like, um, and we went to a show a little while ago. I can't remember what the name of it was called. Um, and they had a competition of speed runs of people playing certain games and doing it. And you get people that are doing like Sonic and they're completing the game in like eight minutes and, or something stupid like that. And they're using like back in the day glitches to jump levels and to skip bits and, yeah. you know, and it is quite funny to, to watch because I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a, there's a clip of a Mario, um, one of the hardest ever levels. Someone's made a level. I think it was in that Mario Maker. And they yeah. said, this is the hardest level you can ever have. And it's just all these things spinning around constantly all over the map. 
and the guy comes in, he jumps back, forward, back, up, forward, back, forward, back, and he's dodging everything, and he does it through the whole level. Like, he does it for about yep. five minutes. And I'm just thinking, man, that, I'd smash that controller to bits. <laughs> Makes you feel like you're really bad at every game ever, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a, The one thing about the speed games, when you see the speed runs on uh, YouTube, is don't if you haven't played the game, don't watch it, because it, it'll spoil the entire game for you. But oh, yeah. if you yeah. have played the game, it's worth going back and watching it. And uh, I watched one on uh, on Doom, believe it or not, the newest one. And it was even funnier because the developers were commenting all the way through the video. And this guy played the entire game in 28 minutes. Really? Yeah. But when you watch this, how this guy figured out how you can do all kinds of crazy stuff in this game, it was pretty freaking wild. Are yeah, you was... talking about Outer Worlds? Because I watched that. It was no, like no, the... no. This is yeah. this is the newest Doom, Doom Eternal, and they oh, do it you in said 28 Doom. I'm minutes. Sorry. Doom Eternal, and but the developers were talking and laughing and cracking up the entire time. They were narrating the whole thing, and they were just not believing what they were seeing. They were really? just like, yeah, this, they, yeah um, it was just amazing. Shell just put in that she watches a streamer who speed runs Ocarina of Time blindfolded. That's that's yep. next level, isn't it? No. Why would you even attempt? But that's like the people with the bananas and the, the frying pans and stuff that are doing it. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> There's people with too much time, man. Oh my god! Yeah. What am I going to do today? Run. I'm on lockdown. What should I do for next week? I know. I'll complete Zelda with bananas. <laughs> I mean, now <laughs> would be the time to be doing that, right? Um, Liquid Cold UK just said that the Mario level I was talking about was done by a computer. He created a program um, to beat it, and so the computer's okay. running it to make it dodge all the stuff. That's, That's crazy. Cheating. But I did. Gonna... I, I did think it was pretty hard. Like. To, to even to watch it, I was like, man, I'll just never be able to do that, ever. Yeah. No, their it's timing pure, is so perfect. Yeah, it's purely the novelty of it, to watch it, to see if it can be done. Oh! That's all it, all it is. I That's did have cool. a bit of news that I forgot to put in, actually. Uh, what go for it, it. What could it be? So, we did Gaming Night, which we're going to talk about later on, didn't we? And we <laughs> used <laughs> Zoom. There's a, there's a, <laughs> we won't talk about yeah, that. Gonna... We'll get to that later on, your Gaming Night, matey. Yeah. <laughs> Look how ready he's gone just by saying the game at oh night. Look, God, look he's going to explode. He's turned into a tick. He's sucking the blood out of his body. His head is. Oh, my God. It was a, it was a good time, everybody. You all missed it. It, it, it was. was. It, it really was, though. It was an excellent no, time. It was... it was really good. But what we was using was a program called Zoom. When this, this program came to light as lockdown happened so that everyone can talk to each other on camera. Now, I think Discord must have thought, hold on a minute. They're still in our groups of people here. We need to do something about this. And what's actually happened is we're recording this podcast today. If you have a look in the Discord, you'll see us all in the podcast room with our videos on. What you can do now is you can have up to 25 people on camera. I don't know how many people you can have, but it says 25 people per room. Um, so it might be numbered. I don't know. But we, we're all talking in video chat in Discord, and this is how we're recording it for you guys. But from now on, when we're playing a game... We can all video chat each other if you've got a second screen and we can actually see each other whilst we're playing the games. How cool is that? I like that. That's and awesome. I actually came up with an even better idea. When I do tutorials, I'm, I'm happy to do tutorials for people now where if 10 people say or five people even say, oh, I want to learn about how to put a graphics card in or I want to build my computer. I can say like if we do it on this date. I'll get my camera on, set up. You lot get your cameras set up. And I can build the computers with you guys. So you can all come on, get your cameras set up. And then I'll be like, right, first thing is get these screws. They all look like this. Put the screws in, motherboard. Put in the graphics card like this. And I can run through everybody. 
So if anyone's got any jobs and we get a few of us together, I'm happy to do tutorials live and stuff. Um, I was thinking maybe it could be part of the Patreon or something like that where uh, once a month everybody chooses something that they want to do and then we pick a date and then maybe we do a live show and basically everybody jumps in Discord and I help them do that job. So say it's pipe bending or whatever, you know? If we do that, though, I have one request. Uh, that I get to be the narrator, so I could sit there and just say all kinds of stuff while it's going on. What, like Grand Nick Master? has lifted up a pipe? <laughs> Nick has lifted the pipe. <laughs> he's, Nick is, he's he's screwing down the motherboard. He's doing something weird hand. with that pipe. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Watch him hit his finger. Oh, darn. he is now yelling in pain. But to comment um, on that, that that was one of the better things that uh, that Discord did. That's pretty cool. They did the Discord screaming, which is nice. This is a level up now. So yeah, but you'll notice the quality of the videos of all three of us is crystal clear now, where normally yeah. two yeah. of us are blurry. And what that is is because the uh, they've given us um, a better quality through this like this than when you do a phone call. So the thing is, and the other thing is, it's it's now the pictures are like they're normally this big, and I have to squeeze your face. From a little three inch cut but now they're this big so i can actually take a big portion of your face um so it's all good now let me i have one comment i have one comment to make about this as you've been seeing discord add new things discord streaming this is coming on other things don't you get the feeling that one of two things are going to happen all of a sudden you're either going to start seeing ads in our discord or you're going to see them well we can't do this for free anymore you're going to have to pay a little I mean, don't you think that's going to be coming? To be fair, <clears throat> I don't know if they would do that because it would that would crush communities. Say they decided to make it $5 to be on Discord to use it, yeah? If they yeah, but did you don't have that... To, but you don't have to go nuts. You can do a dollar. All right, say they did a dollar, yeah? Half of our Discord overnight will leave. Yeah. And that will crush every... Sin- they might put adverts on. That's one way they could do it. I, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But they need to just not do nothing. Otherwise, another company will open up. And then the day they put adverts on here, the day I set up something called, I don't know, Discord. And then <laughs> I'll do it ad-free. Angry yeah. cord. Cut cord. Everybody does this because it's free. <laughs> um, everybody in the chat is talking about ASMR computer building. Um, I wouldn't mind doing that. An ASMR commu- compu- uh, la, 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 computer build because I wouldn't have to talk. I'd just be like, shh, click, <laughs> click. <laughs> nah, boring. Oh man, that'd be well good. I'd be well up for that. Uh, that's an option. That's an option for the first Patreon uh, live session. Just do the whole build silently, and and, and uh, Prophet and I'll narrate the whole. You just don't just, say a word. Just do it silently you just do, and write the end shout. Kill your audio and the two of us will just talk. Oh my God, it would be so bad. <laughs> it would be <laughs> You would say all the wrong things. Yeah. Like stuff that's not even happening. Yeah. That's exactly why. Nick's, that's exactly Nick's why. picked up the CPU and I got a graphics card in my hand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it. Nick, I don't think it would be, be quite that dumb. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like on the like on the like on the uh, game night. He we'll said Nick stop them. scratching your bum. And then I was actually like, What am I scratching my bum? <laughs> like, what? And I looked at my arm in the camera. I was like, "Am I scratching? I'm not scratching." Uh, what? Oh, not in real life. Oh, Eric Khan had the right idea. Says, "Get David Attenborough." Yeah, that would be the best one. <laughs> Could you just see that? He was sitting. This <laughs> nerd is in his natural habitat. 
comes the wild graphics card. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're we're okay. killing Prophet's news. Go ahead. Go on, dude. Thing. Carry oh. on. Just... Oh, um. We lost him completely. Hey, next. <laughs> no, okay, okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. He, he was lost. We left off. I, could, uh, I could read it for you if you want. I just no, see no, Gray no. throw a custard pie across at you. <laughs> uh, no, the reason I brought up games done quickly was because they uh, they postponed their summer um, event, obviously because of Corona. But they did a Corona event, um, and they raised four hundred grand for it. Oh so, wow! That, that was pretty cool. Man, that's pretty oh, cool. That's right. That's going on a lot, which is really amazing. To, to be yeah. honest, I mean they organized it super quick. They raised four hundred grand, and I mean it was it was pretty amazing. I thought I thought it was really neat that they did that. Um, yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, There's a lot of people. Did you see that Tom Moore over here? No. He's a war veteran. He's the only one that I think one of the last people that was that fought in the last World War, and mm-hmm. he decided he's like he's just turned a hundred today, and he decided to walk the length of his garden and back. And he walked it so many times. He's he's earned something like four hundred million pound from donations. And today oh, it was his nice. birthday, so they got a load of Spitfires to go over over his house. Really, which what? Is pretty cool. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, I reckon I would they'll love make to a, see that. They'll make a statue of him. You watch. That was really cool. That's really great. That's super oh, neat. It just as a side note, about a few years ago, they had a, a at an airport near me, Fort Lauderdale Airport. They brought in all the old original world war ii planes these things have been have been uh you know obviously spruced up a little bit and painted but they're still original and <laughs> spruce I, that plane up <laughs> well, I mean, they had to, you know they don't want to make them look like battered and rusted right but they took great care in restoring these things Boy, geezer that, get over there and spruce up that plane now <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you one thing that was pretty pretty amazing is that i got into a b-29 which is one of the workhorses of the world war ii and in the cages where they used to shoot the machine guns right i was able to crawl into the into the cage i don't know how these guys did this yeah i just don't so was I mean, that the first time this... you had got in since the war uh yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i remember when i was in the war when, when was, your parents dropped you off in the horse and cart <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> really amazing it was really amazing and some of the guys that fought in world war ii were there and i'm talking to them i said so you flew in this thing and you sat in that seat shooting the fr-? machine gun says yeah it was real exciting when one of the shells bounced around the inside of the plane where we were Jeez, just yeah. cre- careening, careening off the walls back and forth. And I'm going like, okay, <laughs> like, man, my friend's in the army. Um, and he was in Afghanistan and he was a fuelie. So he had to, wherever the, the planes were going, he had to get in there first, set up these massive, like they're like massive blow up, like, um, uh, like a giant bubble, the size of a house. And they're like mm. about two floors high. And they're about the size of my house square. And basically what they do is they pump them up with fuel and then they're like big fuel pump, like big fuel balls. And uh, wow. he said he was in charge of his own like group. And so he's got like six little trucks that he's driving, like armored vehicle things. And he's got these big tankers with him. And so they're obviously people are looking to blow them up um, because they're easy target. So he's told he starts driving. If they hit an IED or something like that, everyone's told to carry on driving but just to go around the area. And he's, and he basically is telling me a story about him going across. And he says these, these people come out and they come under fire and they can hear all the bullets hitting the vehicles outside. And so he's like, man, just, just keep everyone just radio through to keep going, like floor it. So they all floor it. They get to the other end where they're about to set this thing up. And he, he sends me a photo of just behind his 
where his door is hit, like on the side of him, just here, there's a 50 cal bullet like hole through the door, oh, through man. the back of his seat where his back was, like an oh. inch away or whatever, like yeah. about a foot away from him, and out the other side of the van. <laughs> oh my god! And it's like if that was like a millisecond closer, it would have gone straight through his rib cage. How lucky! Oh, man. Yeah, it's That's crazy, a... man. Oh my god! It's oh, crazy, it man. Out. Just the sound of that, a 50 cal? Oh my god. I don't know if it was a 50 cal, but he said it's a massive bullet. I don't know. I think a 50 cal can kill you from a meter, can't it? I'm so sure how, it can. It depends. Yeah. And a sniper gun, it can hit you from like a mile away. No, but I mean, like, I heard something about if it goes past you, like two feet from you, but it doesn't actually hit you, the velocity of it still damages you because it's so yeah, fast. You'll feel it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I've never shot anyone, but. Yeah, we only do the. We only do the no one's stupid enough to stuff. give me a gun. <laughs> we, could, we do the pretend stuff in uh, actually I did get given a gun once it was a, a ball bearing um, replica yeah, machine gun. yeah machine gun, gun but a ball bearing one a bo- and a uh, I shot a guy through this cardboard boxes I shot all around the room I tried to get everyone uh, Irish Guardian was there and then I got this guy and I'm like get on the floor and he wouldn't get on the floor so I shot him made him bleed all down his chest oh, <laughs> and then I'm like guy. get on the floor I'm gonna shoot you again and he got his hands and knees and he crawled all the way out of the house and then Matt had a go this is me. why we don't allow you to have it was so here. funny They're man like... but I shot <laughs> I shot the wall there and it bounced 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 went through a cardboard box he was holding to shield himself and it hit him in the chest <laughs> poor guy that's why they don't give you guns Man, I'm the type of guy that if you gave me a gun and we was we was in the middle of a war zone and we was creeping down anyway, I'd be like, one nil. <laughs> <laughs> it was well funny. And this is why Brits can't have guns. Americans shouldn't have guns either. You lot are worse than us. I mean, I don't it's think anybody's really great with them. <laughs> yeah, if you've got one, like, <laughs> why have you got it if you're not going to shoot someone? Wait a minute, wait, that's part of the problem. People aren't literally great with them. That's the exactly. Problem. How many people do you get over there that shoot themselves literally in the foot and stuff, messing around with guns? Yeah, that's crazy. That's one of those here hold my beer moments, though, isn't it? Have you have you seen the video on the internet of the guy? He pulls out a taser and he's rapping, and he's like, "You won't do this to me. You won't do that to me." And he's like, thinks he's a gangster, and he's got this he's got this taser in his hand. And he turns around, he tasers himself by accident. He's like, <laughs> falls off camera. <laughs> I just thought, oh, you idiot. Oh, That's man. awesome. Man, we need to move on. We need to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the next news there? Uh, all right, all right. So this was actually pretty funny. Um, this is a patent. So this isn't necessarily something that's going to come out or will come out or anything like that. But this is a patent from Sony. So not necessarily uh, PlayStation, but the overall arching company of Sony. Um so they filed a patent for a robot, which is uh, a joint viewing player that sympathizes with players depending on what the player feels while playing games, such as happiness when finishing a level or sadness when losing to a boss several times. What's, what's the point of it? I, I guess it's to have like a friend next to you that's gonna like be like, "Hey, you beat the level," or "Oh man, keep trying, you lost." What? That'd but be like, annoying. Oh, I'd be great. playing. It. It's annoying when I got Leo sitting next to me and I'm like trying to play. Like, what's going on there? And I'm like, "Shut up." Shut up! I'm Wait, trying no. to play my game. I'm not going to box his head off. Is this thing literally going to sit next to you, or is it, on, or is it an online thing? No, this is an actual physical robot that is supposed to sit next to you, and really? they, it goes further. It goes further. Wait, it'll hold on. Be what a... does it do? <laughs> it's no, actually going know. to take. It's actually going to take the way you talk to it into consideration. So if you're mean to it, it's going to stop like being nice to you. Does it get mean back? 
Man, I don't know. That's I mean, my robot lying. right there, man. I'll buy it if it does that. Dude, this <laughs> thing's creepy. Could you imagine how annoying it is? I'm playing Call of Duty. I'm crap at it, and I'm losing every round. But I'm like, ugh, next game. Ugh. But then every time I lose, I look to this robot, and it goes, uh. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it just does it every time. It just gets louder each time you play another round. It goes, <sighs> in the end, you just well, that kill sounds it. Creepy when you're doing that. <laughs> that. That's pretty weird. So they just they just Ooh. did this because they knew they could. Shellbard brought up a really good point. It's like, what is it gonna do when you're playing a dating sim? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna groan a lot. Um, hold on, no shell. What are you gonna get it to do when you're playing your dating sim? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and as it shall, I'm not even going to ask any further. Yeah, it's strictly. Uh... Yes, it could be very. Uh, yeah. yeah. Next. <laughs> well, come on! How creepy would that be if you actually have like a little robot sitting next to you? Nah, that would I don't see who would me. buy. Who would buy this? It depends. If it's life size and it's actually, I look around. There's there's a, a guy sitting there, like a robot guy next to me, like data. Then yeah, that's going to be a bit weird. But if it's like a little guy sitting on my desk. <laughs> So, so what happens? If, what, so wait a minute, I can see this now. You're going to see a guy who doesn't get many dates, and he's going to sit there and build one of these things of like a girl sitting next to him, commenting. That's something could, different, Gray. I don't know. Really, I know it could go really too far. I, I don't know. Yeah, I that. don't. No, it's okay. So they kind of had a little sketch of what it's supposed to look like, and it's supposed to look like basically like the size of like a little teddy bear, you know. And it's like a little robot that sits next to you and kind of like talks you through playing a game. Hey, wait. Maybe if it talked like that teddy bear in the movies. Oh, Ted. Ted. Now, well, now, that Ted. would be cool. <laughs> yeah, imagine this thing sitting next to you. It looks like a teddy bear talks like that the whole time you're playing. Oh, <laughs> I'd be <God>. like, whoa. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Where it's like, okay, so if you're gonna get annoyed at it and tell it to shut up, then it's not gonna be nice to you anymore. Or if you're like really nice to it, then it's gonna be like really nice to you. Hi, uh, that's the part that creeps me out. Gonna it's take, actually I'm gonna take your emotions. I'm gonna take Nick's BB gun and shoot it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It's not my BB oh, gun. No. I haven't got one. I'm not allowed to have any kinds of guns. No one trusts me. Not anymore. <laughs> not since that incident. I'm not even allowed a cardboard knife. All <laughs> 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 uh, right, let's move on because uh, we've been going for literally an hour and we haven't even got out of the news. All right, I got one more thing, one more thing. And this isn't anything. This is basically just a question for Nick. Go on. And it's more, it's more of a response question than anything. It's a reaction. Hey, Nick. Now that uh, Fallout 76 new update is uh, live, how are you feeling? How are you playing it, man? Do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, yeah? I'm ready to, to explode over this whole thing. But, but, I've heard a lot of people saying that this is like the, the single-player game that should have come out and that lots of people have told me I should go back, play it now, and I should be happy with it. Are you going to give it a shot? Do you think it's worth it? I mean, okay, so well, now it's supposed to actually be a game. It says that they added a main storyline, it added NPCs, which is basically what Fallout needed, right? That's what mm. that's what was wrong with it. It's supposed to be good, like you said. I don't know. You already own the game. I, I think Prophet makes a point. I think you should play it, Nick, for two for really I think one. You major should bloody reason. play it. No, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> now listen to me. It, play it for one reason and one reason only to prove that it's still a piece of crap, or. Maybe oh. you're wrong. Maybe you're wrong. So is the gameplay changed, or do I still have to do that stupid tutorial? Do I still have to learn about building bases and do all them silly missions? Or is Wait, it in chat? In chat, Eric said that it's not bad so far. Are you playing it, Eric? I think Eric did play some of it. I remember right. Oh, never mind. He... Okay, no, he did. Never mind. See how much I know. 
But yeah. I mean, you would be the perfect one, Nick. You would you would try it out. And you would say, "Listen, I tried it out, and it's still yeah." Good, for, for people bad, that terrible. don't know this, but a lot most people do. Um, Fallout was one of my favorite uh, games of all time. I've played it all the way through. I've played all of them, and I've done all the achievements. When I used to play on Xbox, I've done everything you can do in every game. I've unlocked every weapon. I've added loads of mods. I've replayed it, and then Fallout seventy six came out with its multiplayer, and it was absolute pants. And they should have just give everybody's money back and burnt the workshop. That's that's how it should have gone down. They should have got one of their mini nukes and blown up their own offices because <laughs> it was crap. It was a waste <laughs> of time. And then to to rub salt in the wound, then they started doing all this buy to win crap where you could buy stim packs in the game to heal yourself with real money, so that every time someone comes up against you, just keep pressing the button. And you just you just keep healing, so no one can actually beat you. And it then they started doing all that crap with the bags and that. You can buy this duffel bag, looks well good. And then when you buy it, you get a Tesco's carrier bag sent to you. It's just a joke. It's it's almost like I feel like I like to have a go and try it out again. But out of what damage they've done, they don't deserve us to try and do it again. Well, it's free, isn't it? You're not buying this. I bought the game, right? I know you own the game. I'm saying no, the, no, update. The, the, the update. The update's free, yeah. right? Yeah, the upgrade's free, but like, just why should I give them credit with that game by going back to it and playing it? If I was to play that game and come back and say, oh, that game's all right, then everybody on the podcast would be like, oh, Nick said that game's all right, and then lots more people would go and play it. And I don't want them to make any more money out of it because they'd piss me off. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm I want you to that. talk it up and give Bethesda <laughs> money so they can make Skyrim or uh, Elder Scrolls 6. Oh man, how would you feel if they'd done Elder Scrolls 6? You're clearly really excited about it. Comes out, it's a pile of crap. You pay you 50 don't, quid. Don't, don't say those words. Exactly. A possibility. You never don't know. say that. They made it don't multiplayer and then it was just rubbish. Don't stop. I don't want to hear that. You brought the question here. Stop it. I don't want to hear it. No, I, I agree with I agree with Prophet. I would hate to see that happen because I've been, I've been wanting a new game for a long time. But I've gotten to the point like Nick where I'm going like, you've taken so long, man. It's, it's like the thrill is over already. You know, just do it or don't. Yeah, I will say that, like, I'll admit that I thought about it. After Fallout 76 came out and it was trash, I fear that Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be trash. I have thought about it. It's scary. Yeah, can they really do that? They've just took on one of the biggest games that everybody loved that they could have made billions out of, and they just put it down a drain. So then they're like, hold on, we've made some really big mistakes here. Let's do it again with this one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is you'd say they wouldn't but they probably will oh man i know i know <clears throat> well starfield is going to come out before uh elder scrolls 6 so it'll be like a test pilot you know oh, we'll see true. we'll yeah. see i don't know what to say speechless on that one man yeah yeah ruin of other games right let's move oh, no. on <clears throat> um right so uh something new we've got this week um basically we i've been playing addicted like i mean proper addictive for a good week i've been playing a game called um academia school simulator it's and you all know that i love um rimworld i don't know if you played rimworld you two nope so it's like a top down uh strategy game where you're pretty much you've got a tech tree and you start off in the world, you build rooms, and ev- and every item's got a n- numbers and like multipliers or whatever. But everything's everything you can get in real life, you get in that game, and it's top down. A bit like remember Prison Architect? 
Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's that sort of uh, graphics. There's a couple of games out there like that. So you've got Prison Architect. You've got uh, what's is it Prison Architect one where you try and escape prison? No, that's the Escapist. The Escapist. Yeah, I think the, that's the same. Then you've got sense. Honey. I joined a cult, which is not out yet. We know the developers on that one as well, so that's something to really look out for. Um, and then obviously you've got this Academia School Simulator and Prison Architect. They're all the similar sort of thing, top down strategy, and they're the games that I love. You get a big square, and then you basically it's a bit of land, and then you build how you want to build. So you you basically got to build a school with exams and stuff like that. Um, and man, did I get addicted to this game? I pretty much played it for a. I don't know if you two can check my Steam, but I think I must be literally on fifty hours um, already. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. You got. Yeah, yeah. I, I got so it. deep into this game because um, it's like. It's one of them games where you're like, you play it for two minutes, you go, I'm going to give this game out a try. And you put your little school office, you put your headmaster's office to start with, and the game keeps giving you, like, uh, jobs to do. So it will say, your first job is build a principal's office. So you have to build the little walls, put it in the office, it will tell you you need to have a, a desk and a lamp, uh, or whatever it is, um, and then you've got to do the floor and the walls and put a window in there, hire the principal, and then it goes, it, it puts a line through that job, and basically you get paid extra money. So it might be £3,000. With the £3,000, you've got 10 other jobs that you can pick. So you pick another job. Oh, I've got to build one um, freshman classroom. And uh, it's it's a... Shell said, is it a bit like Two Point Hospital? It The graphics aren't like Two Point Hospital. It's not that sort of 3D style. It's top down. Um, so, But the graphics are really crisp. But they're more of... How would you explain it, Grey? Because they're crystal clear graphics, but they're not... Like yeah, it's the like, shaders it's, uh... and stuff on them are not like uh, all 3D like you'd have in um, Two Point Hospital. But the thing is, this game, it's like, oh, I'm just going to do that office. Or I'm just going to do this one bit. I'm just going to do that bit. And you start finding yourself <laughs> building all these classrooms for the different types of kids. Building like a swimming pool, building a basketball court, building uh, science rooms. And you keep getting missions and you just want to keep going. <clears throat> and I basically got so far into this game that the first game, I messed it up. I lost the money. Gray, I believe you completely uh, cocked it up yep. as well. Yep. Then I went back in again. And I basically, I had this game on my computer and I gave a key to my missus as well because she looked, she was well interested. And I said, look, this looks like the kind of game that we could play and sit next to each other and give each other tips to play it with. And so that's exactly what we did. Um and I got all the way to the point where I messed up my whole game. It was about 10 hours work. And I was like, I'm going to start again. But this time, I'm going to learn from my mistakes. So I learned from the mistakes I made going through, like about cleaners, janitors, all that sort of stuff, where to put them, how to do their runs, how to make my bins work and stuff like that. And it, the thing is, the simplicity of this game, it's very, very simple to pick up and play. But it's very, very in-depth with balance of having... Like, say, people dropping litter, having your bins, having a cleaner go around the route. Um, and I just found myself just pushing and pushing and pushing. And then I nearly killed my second school. And I was like, man. <laughs> but in the tech tree, I noticed, because you've got, like, a massive tech tree that you can unlock all this different stuff. Like faster janitors, um, hmm. changing the name of your school. There's all sorts of boosts and stats and stuff. And what actually happened was I noticed one of them was... You can unlock this uh, thing on the tech tree and it allows you to sell your own school. And so I was like, hmm, my school is about to fail. 
And so I looked up the value of my school and it was like 60 grand. So I was like, normally you start with 30 grand. So I was like, I can restart the game, but with 60 grand. So what I went in and done is I sold my school. I got a new clean map, but now I've got 60 grand to build with. So I built that school up and um, I, this one didn't fail this time. But what I learned is you can put more and more into the game, sell it and then carry on fresh from where you was with more money. And it's like a layer of building up this game. And I just got so addicted to it. And basically, at the end of the year, you'll get a pass mark for all your exams. There's all these different stats on how well your school did. But the main thing is there's a leaderboard of a thousand uh, different schools in the area. And basically, first, I don't know, 20 hours, I'm getting in the top, like 960, which is the closest to the bottom you can get apart from a thousand. And... So basically, I just got addicted to it and I started going further and further and further. And basically, I ended up with like 800 students in my school. And I actually managed to complete the game, unlock all of the tech tree. And basically, I came number one. And like, nice. I was playing it all day, every day for like the whole week. And my missus, she was well addicted to it as well. So she's coming sitting next to me and we're both sitting there like, she's like, oh, I think you need to do this. Like, oh, I think you should do that. And we're sitting there both playing it and I'm like, yeah, maybe I should do that. And then we started doing all the gardens because it's got an aspect where you can do all nice, pretty stuff to it as well. Um, yeah. But it was an amazing game. Uh, the game's only $14.99 um, and it, it's it's made by Squeaky Wheel Studios. Um, and what I was going to ask, we've actually got an interview. Gray actually done a live interview with the devs, um, which we're going to put on in a couple of minutes. Uh, so you can see some of the gameplay in the background, but you can also hear the dev talk about the game for himself. Um, and what we'll do is we'll do that. And then after we've seen the video, I think it's about 10 minutes long, 15 minutes long. 15 after, minutes. after we've seen the video, um, then we'll have a little chat about it. And then people in chat, you can let us know what you think, ask questions, um, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Good. All cool. So I'll tell you what, then, if you two mute up your mics, because the screen will go off quickly. Um, I'll get the video on. We'll all mute up. And basically, I'll see you as soon as the video finishes to come back. Hopefully, these two are still here when the video comes back on. Gray ain't gone off for a poo. No, watch closely closely because it's a good interview. All right, cool. Here we go. Hope you like the uh, video and we'll see how it goes. See you all in a second, people. Hi, uh, today on Extreme PC UK, we have a special guest, Ryan Sumo. He is the art director and CEO of of a company called Squeaky Wheel Studio. And Squeaky Wheel Studio is the uh, producer and creator of a new game called Academia School Simulator, which we've been playing, and it's great. Um, to get a little background, how you doing, Ryan? Good, good. Thank you for uh, inviting me over. No, I appreciate it very much for you making the time. I know you're in the Philippines. We have a big 12-hour difference. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. That's and I guess fine. you're kind of isolated like we are during this whole uh, nonsense with the yeah, virus. Very, very much so, very much so, yeah. That could be a good thing, though. You get more work done, maybe. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're um, so squeaky wheel is we were kind of uh, work from home mostly, really. So it wasn't a huge, um, in terms of like work, it wasn't a huge uh, impact on us. But uh, after a month of being um, kind of like self isolated, does kind of get to you after a while. Like us all, I'm sure. Um, but to move into a little bit about your background, I was interested in when I was reading uh, up on you and stuff that you were part of Prison Architect, which was a kind of a big little independent game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Prison Architect, I was I was the artist for Prison Architect, uh, but 
previous to that, actually, this is kind of interesting because um, what led me to Prison Architect was, um, I don't know if you're familiar with a game called Space Chem uh, by Zach Barth. So um, it was kind of like a cult classic also, um, maybe 10 years ago. It was like a space theme game where you're like building, you're like mixing chemicals and launching them into space. Um, so like, yeah, it, it kind of spawned a, a genre of its own. Like they're called Zach Likes now. You can look that up later. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, so the introversion software guys uh, saw my work on Space Chem, and uh, so that's how they reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in, in Person Architect. And um, that was maybe in 2011, uh, 2011 or 20, yeah, 2011. And at the time, they actually, they thought it was going to be a, a really small game. They thought that they would be hiring me for like four months just to do the art and get the game out. And uh, uh, unexpectedly, even to them, it just kind of kind of blew up. Yeah, I had read that it, uh, I guess it, as of right now, it sold something like two million copies, which is really good yeah, for an indie yeah. game. Yeah. So. Um, so they they sold it to um, they sold it to Paradox uh, Interactive uh, at one point I think early last year mm. um, they sold the rights to uh, Paradox. And they should still send you residual checks. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we won't uh, talk about that. Yeah. yeah so gonna, I don't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to get along, uh, how did you start, or when did you start uh, Squeaky Wheel Studio? I should say. Um, so yeah, we started Squeaky Wheel uh, around five years ago, me and my two co-founders. Um, that was kind of at the tail end of Prison Architect. So 2015, Prison Architect uh, launched. And uh, yeah, I guess at, at the, that was kind of like, I guess at that point, I kind of felt like that was the peak of my, my, like my freelance art career. Like I felt like, well, you know, like, how how much further can I go as as an artist? Like I was able mm -hmm. to work on this like crazy, uh, huge game, um, and so I was kind of thinking about eh, maybe the next step is to run my own studio or you know like make start to make games that I'm interested in, um, mm -hmm. and yeah, and so like me me and a friend initially um, put together like this uh, it, was, it was kind of a, just a game jam game. It was called Political Animals. It was like a political strategy game. Um, we we uh, shopped it out to some publishers, and uh, yeah, one of them bit, and that's kind of how uh, the studio started. That's great. Um, what was your inspiration for creating Academia, a school simulator? Uh, desperation, mostly. No, no, inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that, that's well, no, a good that's um, a good motivator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so so I'm um, taking off of. Uh, Political animals. We launched that in twenty late twenty sixteen, um, right as the U.S. elections were were ending, and we thought that it would actually do good because it was like an election game and stuff. Um, turned out we were wrong, um, and we yeah. So like the game flopped, and so we had a couple months left uh, for runway, and we kind of had to really figure out like okay, like we we need to figure out. Like, what kind of game can we make that we think is going to do reasonably well, given, like, the current, like, market? And, um, you know, we, we saw how, like, Prison Architect had done very well, and, like, there were a lot of games 
similar to prison architect like you know that management genre that like i'm personally interested in anyway and it seemed like they were doing well so we figured um why don't we make like a school type game like the idea was kind of like not everyone's been to prison but everyone's been to school so uh, <laughs> i like that <laughs> Um, and what was, uh, how long has it been in development all along? And for that matter, uh, how long do you believe it'll be in early access? I think it's been in early access for a little while. Yes. 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 Um, we, uh, we launched in early access, uh, September of 2017. So it's been a little over three years. Uh, yeah, a little over three years in early access and, um, we're definitely looking to launch sometime this year. Um, no, yeah. no specific date yet, but we, uh, we're finally getting to a point, I think, where uh, we feel comfortable with the game. And, um, you know, there's always going to be um, players who want more, like who wants to make more, um, you know, like mechanics, add more mechanics to the game. But like at least for for this year is the first time that we as a team have felt that like we're really getting close to like what feels like a complete game um what have been the challenges you faced through the creation and early access and so forth uh (laughs) that many huh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or maybe one of your one of your maybe one of your more interesting ones or humorous ones whatever huh I mean, I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that's particularly um, interesting or, or humorous. Uh, it's just a lot of trial and error, and like, um, you know, trying to communicate with the players and trying to uh, figure out like um, what uh, you know, what do the players want versus like what like they're demanding on the forums. So a lot of the time, it takes. Um, it takes a little bit of intuition to like kind of read into exactly what players are looking for versus like what they're actually writing down and complaining about. Um, so that's, that's one of the biggest, um, I think challenges uh, for, for, for early access. And uh, I guess trying to figure out like where kind of to, to draw the line between what we think is good for the game and uh, what like the players are demanding for, for the game. Well, per, uh, talking personally, I played the game a bunch, and one of our other uh, uh, podcasters, Nick, has played it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I really like the game a lot. I really, cool. I wasn't, cool. I, to be honest, at first when I heard School Simulator, I'm thinking like, well, that's different. But I was kind of like wondering, well, I don't know. And then I started playing the game, and it was like, I really got sucked into it. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. That's great. Thank and you so much. Really I still, nice I'm still enjoying it. And, and Nick, Nick really dove into it. In fact, what I thought was kind of impressive about it was that uh, Nick got his wife involved in it and she really liked it. And that's really neat too, because there's not a lot of, uh, video games out there that are good for, uh, male and female to play together and, mm-hmm. or for fem- that female audience would like just as much as the male audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so they both really got into it. And Nick wanted to tell me to tell you that he got number one out of a thousand schools when he played. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he took him a bunch of hours, but he, but he did it. Yeah. Um, he was playing so much. It was funny. He was giving me tips because I was playing it and I couldn't figure out why, why my school kept losing money all the time. <laughs> and then he was going like, just research to sell school and then you'll make some money and you can move on. And I go, oh, yeah, okay. You know, so, so it was kind of neat that we were actually sharing ideas back and forth. So he really, yeah, really had, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It still is. 
Um, are there going to be any more expansions or updates coming along, or is that kind of more of a ongoing issue thing? Um, yeah, no. So what? So for um, for early access, what we've tried to do is like constantly update the game. Um, that's partly how we manage to, I guess, like stay successful or like and keep keep the lights on. Um, so early access, one of the huge, one of the biggest problems, I guess, is that there's uh, you know, there's a lot of disappointment from other early access games that maybe uh, not so much like, well, like some people feel like, you know, like um, developers will have abandoned their games and they but they just become vaporware. And so for us, it was a mm -hmm. huge um, deal for us for, to keep updating the game on a regular basis to to build trust with uh, with our players. Um, and so, yeah, for after, um, we're actually coming up to a very big, update very soon um Ooh, what is it it's called uh, uh we're, we're, we're calling it like alpha <laughs> 4 but it, it's more like a milestone of um like things that have changed since our uh, alpha 3 which was last year so it kind of collects all, all of the all of the changes that we've made since uh since the past year and uh we've kind of just like um we've added a lot of uh like polish to the game try to make it easier to play and uh there's there's one new feature that I I, I don't want to share just yet, but uh, you you'll, you'll find out soon enough. Okay, sounds good to me. I I'm like I like to see new things all the time. Yeah. In in terms of 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 things that you're doing or changing or updating, I mean, what is your feeling on Steam Workshop? Because I know some people I think have been doing some things with the game through mm -hmm. there. Is that something that that you enjoy, or is it something that you maybe have an issue with because you're still creating an early access or Oh, it's been great. Um, we, it, it's been great to see like um, like people's maps and stuff. Uh, we wish that we could do more. Like we're we're, we're a small team, um, and we wish we could do more to like kind of share um, like people's maps and the stuff that they they do uh, in the game. I mean, honestly, I would. I, 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 it's like. For, for most like um, PC developers, I think they'd be like thrilled if um, if their their player base was so engaged with the game that they were actually making, you know, like making mods for it. Um, so far, we only have like we, we people can upload maps and they can upload like image mods. So um, like people have uploaded stuff like different hairstyles or different uniforms, uh, stuff like that. And uh, at some point in the future, we will, um, like, once the game is, is uh, like, out of version one, let people do software mods so that they can kind of play around even more with, uh, with the game. Now, has anybody uploaded a picture of their old principal and tried to stick it on one of the characters? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not, not yet. Not yet. Well, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> um yeah the one of the big questions uh especially my compadre nick was asking he says is there ever going to be a multiplayer mode coming to it yeah i mean we really we, we really want to have something like that it's it's just like multiplayer is a lot more i think complicated than most people think um mm -hmm. and so that's something we would love to have in the future even just like uh, some sort of online leaderboard. Um, no promises, but uh, we're we're definitely trying to figure out if that's something that we can do uh, in the future. I think even if it wasn't multiplayer, it'd be neat to see, like you're saying, an online leaderboard, or maybe yeah. Uh, we even heard uh, people talking about, hey, they should form leagues. 
the good thing about what I'm here, but see the good thing what I'm, that I think about this is when I hear things like that, it shows that you guys are actually getting somewhere because people are thinking of this stuff. Right. Right. Which is really impressive in my, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Um, what do you think the future of the game is going forward uh, from here? Um, we're, and so like I said, we've been working on this for like three years already. A bit. It's been, it's been a while. Um, I, I'm kind of reaching the point where I'd like to start working on a different game. Uh, so that's as we kind of, um, move towards the, uh, the proper launch of the game, then yeah, the, the team's going to have to start thinking about like, um, yeah, are, are we going to keep going with this or should we move on to another game like of a similar um like a similar theme kind of game but like or I'm sorry a similar kind of game like a management um like simulation game but with a different mm-hmm. theme and then taking kind of like everything we've learned from this process and building a, a new uh better game so that's so basically i'm saying like it's kind of all up in the air at this point we're uh, still trying to figure it out well, you had mentioned about other games or, or new games. What have you? What are you thinking of? Uh, not holding you to it, but just kind of curious <laughs> as to what you're what you're thinking about or what you'd like to see. Um, well, so right now we've kind of um, so one thing that we're doing is we we've branched out into like quote unquote like publishing. I don't I don't like I don't like calling ourselves a publisher because we're not really uh, a publisher per se. We're just um, we had like a bunch of uh, locals, uh, like friends of ours, um, like a local studio reach out to us and um, like ask us if we'd be interested in publishing their game. Um, so that, that game is called Ruinark. It's uh, kind of, uh, it's called, a, um, we call it a evil overlord simulator. So uh, it's kind <laughs> of like as if, um, if you're familiar with RimWorld, it's as if you were the story, um, the storyteller in RimWorld, like kind of wreaking havoc on uh, on on the people on the world. Um, so that's coming out this year. Uh, we're looking towards uh, an August uh, 2020 uh, early access launch for that. Um, and for ourselves, like for the for Squeaky Wheel team, definitely something along the lines of um, another management sim because I, I'm I'm really um, I'm really keen on like taking the stuff that we've learned from from making Academia and um, maybe like kind of building sort of like a franchise out of it by making like um, similar style management games, um, but like maybe faster and and better after you know after everything that we've learned oh i really appreciate you coming on for the interview it's been very interesting i think it's a truly think it's a really good game um having a lot of fun with it a couple of our people are playing it and they in turn also think it's a lot of fun and i think that as i said before people getting involved in it through steam workshop etc shows the sign of you got something going on good um which is great so i wish you a lot of success and appreciate you being on the uh, interview today Cool. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Right. Wicked little uh, interview from Grey Air. What did you think, people? Did you like the interview? Let us know your views on uh, how you like the interviews uh, live from Grey. Grey, the interview man. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a history. I used to do it all the time. So but it was fun doing the interview. And, and if you all t- uh, check out the game on Steam, uh, it is fourteen ninety nine. It's well worth the money. It's a really fun game. Uh, in fact, if you could even go there and maybe pop it on your wish list, that would be great. Um, the rune arc that he mentioned at the end of the interview 
I spoke with him a little bit about that, and we're going to try to do another interview when that game releases. I don't know when that's going to be, but it should be uh, sometime in the next uh, couple months or a few months, whatever. So um, we'll try to get another interview up for that. It seemed to go down really well. Um, put a one in the chat um, if any of you would like to play that type of game, if it's your type of game, just so we've got like a known of interest. And uh, what I was going to say is um, we spoke to the devs on there, haven't we? And it like mm-hmm. what would really help them out is if you check it out, if you like the game, put it on your Steam wish list. Um, and did you notice, boys, that a lot of games uh, on Steam are rated on the wish list? What do you mean rated on the wish list? So like, if you look people... at a game that's not out yet on Steam, it will yeah. be on Steam, but it will say coming out in, say, December 2020. But then it allows you to put it on the wish list. Then yeah. games get rated by how many people are on that wish list. Because there's, oh, really? a, there's a couple of devs that I know that are doing a game and they're waiting to get their wish list to a certain level before they let the game go live. And it's all about ratings because, you know, it's like with Steam and ratings and killing people's games when you get a load of idiots just put stupid reviews on when a game's early access or whatever, you know? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I guess that's smart. I mean, if that many people want it, it must be something to look out for. Yeah. Um. So the game was called Academia School Simulator. Um, it's fourteen ninety nine. It's by Squeaky Wheel Studio, and that interview was held with uh, Ryan Sumo um, and Grey Gamer, the old Grey Master here. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, lots of feedback on there, Grey, saying about um, a lot of people would buy the game. A lot of people liked your interview, dude. Thank so, you. I appreciate uh, it. Maybe that's something I, we'll do in the future. You know, I was, th- I was almost thinking at the beginning of the interview, I should have come on and gone, went. Hi, Ryan. This is the Game Master. <laughs> he would have just pressed the red button. Beep, boop. He would have went like, what's wrong with your eyebrow? Does it always do that? <laughs> Man, how intimidating. You go to do a live interview with someone and the cam comes on and you're like this. Just staring at him. <laughs> exactly. He's like, dude, are you all right? like this. <laughs> Should have done it in the voice from this month's magazine. That's a little, there's a little tip for you all. Uh, yeah, little, this yeah, month's magazine's bit. got something special in it with Grey. Uh, oh, man. we've gone it's, back it's, to the old school, so man. And, uh, obviously my video editing skills, I've gone back and I've recreated something special on the gray gamer page on the you gray master. Like You're going to get two for one this time. Yeah. Like two for two one special things on this, uh, gray master thing. So, but, um, um, yeah, definitely check the magazine out. Yeah, that's no, pretty cool. I'll put the links in the magazine there. Just, just so you don't miss it. Um, right. Yeah. So that game's wicked. I love that game. And do you know what? For me, if they brought out, not even multiplayer, but just a scoreboard where I can either add friends to it or it's just friends on my Steam list, that gives me their scores and what number they got to in the chart. Because I could then be like, oh, Grey's got to level 51. I've got to get higher than level 51. And I think it will give you more gameplay and stuff like that. Because, like I said, at the end of the year, you get you get results on your school and you get offered more students if you do a good year. So if you get all A stars, which I got in the end, which was really hard, but I got it in the end. If you get all of that, then you get offered like more students, more students come in. That gives you more money because you get paid by the student per day, stuff like that. Um, the game would just be amazing. Like you could, all four of you could just play at your own houses and we could just all try and go against each other, you know? Yeah, maybe That'd be pretty cool, game. like a leaderboard. Yeah, just like a leaderboard would be well cool. Um, yeah. What? Do you hear that for a game night? Oh. So you all try to play that game? <laughs> we'll be, we'll be talking about game night soon, don't you worry. That would every not time be a I say game night. Every time I say game night, he just goes bright red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, what is he going to say about this game night? 
Oh man, I'm actually curious to hear. Oh man, <laughs> right. Maybe um, we should save that for the next pod. <laughs> right, let's move on. Um, Gray, let's talk about your game next. And and the thing is, right. I've hijacked this game as well because I didn't realize what this game was until a couple of days ago. And then when I saw it on Xbox Live, I was like, "Whoa, Gray's already said he's playing this, but I'm going to play it now." <laughs> well, I, it's a game called Gears Tactics. Okay, it's based in the Gears universe. Uh, in fact, it actually takes place before the first Gears game, as far as the timeline is concerned. Um, it's a it is a an RTS style game. Uh, so basically, I knew Nick was going to like it when he heard this. So it's turn based. It's not RTS. Well, it's not, yeah, but it, well, okay. I'm going to call it a hybrid then because there's it's not. Still it's RTS. got a name. It's uh, it's a turn based strategy. Turn based strategy, right? But it's still TBS. You know, it's a TBS, not an RTS. A TBS. Okay, whatever you want to call it. Because you, um, it's uh, RTS right. is is like um, Age of Empires, where you can't pause the game; it just carries on playing. But this game uh, stops okay. while you All make right. your move. So okay. XCOM. Granted. Yeah, right, XCOM style turn-based strategy. We'll get that one straight. Um, Clear it up. But it is. It is. It was a fun <laughs> game. I like the Gears universe. Played a lot of Gears Five. I played a lot of Gears Five with Profit, and we did uh, had a lot of fun with it. Uh, but when I heard they were going to turn it into a, a turn-based game, I was saying, like, well, that kind of be neat. And uh, I'm like, Nick, I like a good turn-based game. Uh, if, you know, and, and since it was the Gears uh, universe, I thought this would be good. So I started playing it, and it is really good. The graphics are great. The game is optimized really well. I put everything at Ultra on my 1080 Ti, and I was pushing 90 frames per second and better. Yeah, they don't, um, take, it, they don't really take a lot. No, I, I agree, but it looked just—it looked beautiful. And the <laughs> things I like about it was they had a lot of really nice uh, uh, animation sequences when you're, you know, you're annihilating an enemy, shooting an enemy, executing the enemy, whatever. Uh, and of course, the cutscenes in between to further the story. Uh, all of it was done really well. And I thought that there was one really nice thing I liked in the game called Overwatch. In fact, Nick helped me learn Overwatch a little better because I wasn't quite getting it. Uh, but it's a—it's a mechanism where you can actually sit there and, and set up a cone of fire that will actually work once the the enemy goes into its next move. If you've already set up these Overwatch cones all over the place, then when the enemy goes to make a move, you're firing upon them, which is a little different than some games where you strictly yeah, just fire or you don't. Because I was basically watching you play it, and obviously I've got a lot of background in them games, because it's basically the same as XCOM and Phoenix Point. But the thing right. is, this game feels... Like, it's got a much bigger and better finish on it. So, in yeah. Phoenix Point and uh, XCOM, you get a randomised map, and then aliens will be on it, and you'll go around the map and do what you've got to do. And it's different every time. But what they've done in Gears, which is totally different, is they've given you a storyline. So, the missions take place in a story. So, it'll be like, the the opening scene of it is all these, like, fire things coming from the ceiling, from the, coming into the world, like laser beams, weren't they? And basically, mm. the whole place is set on fire, and so you you basically have to get to the bank vault. So you're doing a level from where you are where you start to the bank vault to your car, <clears throat> and basically you're proceeding through the story on every mission where you don't normally do that in these games. You normally just get like a big square map and you fight it over. Um, and I was basically watching Gray play, and I've I've played it for quite a few hours longer than Gray. Um, even though it was his game, I interrupted him, <laughs> just busted in there. But um, yeah, so in them, these games, it's like a bit of a trick, really. You would automatically assume that when you see aliens, you go and attack them. But what I showed Gray is you've got this um, Overwatch, which means you're watching over 
<clears throat> anywhere on the battlefield. So I could be looking over there and it would arc my gun like that, facing that direction. If it's a sniper rifle, it goes really far. If it's a shotgun, it's really slow and wide. And they've all got different arcs. And so I was saying to Gray, look, rather because you kept dying, didn't you? Because you kept going into battle and your people kept getting killed. And I was like, look, rather than go forward and try and kill these aliens, I said, get everyone in cover and just put Overwatch facing all the directions where the enemies could come through, like between cars and walls and stuff. And then what happened is, then you realise, you press end of your go, all the aliens try and rush you through these little gaps, and then your guys are all on Overwatch, so they just, they just like, melt all the aliens. Um, did you find it much more easier after that? I definitely found it a lot more strategic, which is nice, but I don't want to give the people the impression that, oh, you just do Overwatch and you don't have to really, you know, fight any aliens. It's not true. It's just an added that, thing in your arsenal. But no, that is the way you'd sort of play that game, though. That game... Yeah. I would always play it where I'm always in cover and you get like time units. You get three chances for every character, um, every go, don't you? So if it's me, I can, you've got like at the bottom of the screen, a bit like XCOM, you've got like shoot, throw a grenade, uh, heal someone or use a special move. And you can use free items or you can move free distances. So like it'll be like 10 feet, 10 feet and 10 feet. If I go 20 feet, that takes up two of my goes then I can only do one other item, like put it on Overwatch or shoot. Um, and so you've got to have a balance of these things. But I would always play it where I will reload, I'll get into cover, move forward one thing, and like 10 foot, and then I'd go into Overwatch. And that's all I do through the whole level. And I let the aliens just keep coming in waves to me rather than me getting caught short, going for them, but then not having... Because you don't really have a defense, do you? No, and I, and I, well, the defense is being in cover, and Gears mm. uh, games are always cover-to-cover cover games. It's always like that. So this is no different. You're running from cover-to-cover cover and, and then and then doing your assault from uh, mostly from color, cover, because if you're out in the open, you're going to get toasted. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I watched you get toasted quite a few times in cover because you couldn't make <laughs> yeah, it. A couple of times. <laughs> a couple of times. I, I was but playing you know, Call the, the, the fun thing about it, though, is I didn't care that I was getting killed because it was a blast, and so yeah, I yeah. just went back and... You know, did whatever things differently. There's a really, it's a really interesting tech tree too. That's it's large, and you can do all kinds of ways where you can go different directions with, uh, with your tech tree. Uh, and you have a lot of special uh, powers or different classes. So you have your tank that has your machine gun. You have a guy that uh, uh, maybe be maybe a little more stealthy, snipers, etc. Yeah. So you you have a real choice in forming your squad. And if one of your squad members die, it's not like the you know oh, game over necessarily, unless it's a one of the prime characters if they're not supposed to die it will either yeah. bring you back to the last checkpoint or oh does it uh, oh yeah it does in fact i thought i was gonna have to do the replay because i'm not level. not being big headed on nothing wink wink <laughs> i i got all the way to the first boss and i haven't died once not one person's died on my team the well, gray's like shut up <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. I don't care. To me, it's fun either way. But I was thought, I thought I was gonna have to go back to the beginning of the level. Yeah, yeah. And I said the load checkpoint. I'm going like, oh really? So I well, load the checkpoint. And I was like, cool. I well, one of the little things for me about this game, which isn't normally in this type of game, is I would normally because I'm sado, and lots of people are gonna start talking about how I cheat. I would normally on <laughs> XCOM or anything else. When I come to a hard decision, I will save the game, carry on, and if I die, then I load it again. Um, and I go through it like playing chess, and then I just keep loading up and going forward and forward. In this game, you can't save it on the battlefield, right. and I've not actually had it at the point where I've died to know what happens yet. But for me, I feel like if one of them characters die, 
I can't continue. Like I've lost a character. Um, you really do get attached to them like you would in XCOM. Um, but I was going to ask you, Gray. I haven't played all the other Gears for years now, so I can't remember the world um, and like all the stuff about it. The mm. guns that are in this game, are they guns that you are know, you know of? Or yeah, are they different? They're the, no, they're the iconic guns uh, that they have. The bayonet gun, the, uh, the, the chainsaw gun. So a lot of the, the common weapons that you saw, especially in the last one, Gears 5, are all in this game. So it it carries on the whole feeling of the Gears universe uh, since the beginning. Yeah. Cause how this is the prequel is interesting because they prequeled it to prior to the first Gears. Yeah. Apparently. Well, one, one uh, thing I really liked, but I don't know if it's a bit of a copy, because this game, it pretty much is a copy of XCOM 2, XCOM Phoenix Point. It's just exactly the same kind of thing apart from the story um, and apart from the way like research and stuff with weapons in this game, as you're going through missions, you have to find these crates and it's quite funny because they're loot crates. They literally are a loot crate. You you walk over it, you open it. And if you come out of the mission, you, you earn the loot crate. And I've noticed you probably haven't far enough to see it yet, but you've probably been getting all the loot crates and normal ones or the rare mm. ones, but you actually get Epic and you get legendary as well. So when you, when you get to a boss level, they might be a gold legendary one where you'll get like a legendary piece of armor or a gun mod. And I really like the way they've done it because it's like you feel like you're sort of gambling in a way, but without yeah. money. You know, you open this crate up and it's like, what am I going to get? Oh, it's legendary. Oh, I got a new chess piece. And the thing is, in the other games, you would research and then you would create like you'd manufacture your own like armor and stuff as you right. go through the game as more research comes forward. But in this, it's random as well. So it's like, I've got six characters, and I've just opened up a legendary thing. And it might be like, oh, you've got a scope for a sniper. It's going to give you extra bullets, this, that, and the other. And the scope looks crazy. And the thing is, it's all different parts of the guns when you open these crates. So it's like every gun you're building up as you're going along. So your top guys, you've got these massive guns with your top guys of all these bits done. And then you can choose all the different colors. You can make them look like metal. You can make them look like plastic. Uh, and it's got exactly what XCOM's got. You can all the same patterns that you can put on your guns and armor and everything. Um, and I thought that was pretty much like for like copy. Um, but I do have to say, I'm enjoying this because of the storyline more. Because yeah. you don't feel like you're just doing a mission. If you don't get the research you need, like in XCOM, you can't really go any further. You do another mission, you can't go further. You do another mission. It just keeps going on and on and on. In this, you do that one mission, and it could be like. Uh, rescue people or it could be like you need to get out of this area in enough time but the thing is once you've done that mission it's a, it's a cutscene with a proper story all cinematics and then it's you're in the next mission so it's sort of like you're watching a film but then it goes into a strategy game but the animations within the strategy game are, are a lot of fun too sometimes yeah, you don't yeah. get that in turn based this actually zooms in and shows you an execution or shows you a, a particular type of uh, an angle of the of the gunner shooting his machine gun at one of the aliens. You don't see that in a lot of the turn-based games. They just shoot and the character's dead or he's not dead. Yeah, yeah. This one actually gives you a mini cutscene to show you the damage you're doing to yeah. the alien. That, that's the same as XCOM and Phoenix Point as well. Yeah. See, Phoenix and Point, I, think, I, I, I liked Phoenix Point, but it really, really pissed me off when they, to me, they sort of sold out because they went with, I think it was the Epic Game Store, I think, and then it went on to Xbox uh, app. Game and on the transition, it lost all my game save, and that just really pissed me off. 
Yeah, they could they could have done something about that. That was kind of silly. Do you know what I mean, uh, twenty hours of gaming and it's just just disappeared because they wanted to go from one launcher to another. Well, speaking of Game Pass, that's one of the again amazing things about having Game Pass is that I didn't pay a dime for the game. I just had my five dollar a month fee and. I'm playing that and Gears 5. Yeah, well, that was the thing so, for me. I yeah. would never have bought this game because I didn't know what it was. It's only that it came out on Xbox Pass, and I was like, oh, I might as well try it out as it's free. Um, and, yeah, fair play. £50 game, paid of half fiver for the whole month with other games. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm really liking that game. I will continue to play that game, and hopefully I'll complete it. Um, so I'm really, really liking it. What do you think? By the way, there's no multiplayer, if anybody's thinking. There's no multiplayer in this game. Yeah, they didn't want to go down the fallout route and ruin it, did they? (laughs) (laughs) Right, should we move on? Yep. That's Gears Tactics, uh, $49.99, or get it on um, Xbox Game Pass, five or a month, I think it is, isn't it? Something like that? Yeah, that's five for me, yeah, five a month. Mm -hmm. Right, Profit, what have you been playing, dude? Uh, So, I went the Xbox Game Pass route as well, figured everybody has it, and uh, I was playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I hear so many um, people talk about this game. Yeah, so did I. So I'm not normally like a platformer kind of guy. Um, yeah, but everybody, neither. you know, yeah. But everybody loved the uh, Ori and the Blind Forest. And everybody was like, oh my God, Will of the Wisp was great. And I have to agree, man. Um, so yeah, it's free on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, this was developed by Moon Studios. Um, came out March 10th this year. Um, it's basically a Metroidvania platformer type of game. It's really colorful, um, isn't it? Dude, it's gorgeous, man. It's 2D, but the way they did the background, everything is still like moving. There's so much that's like actually alive. It, it, the game is just gorgeous. It's Would you play Terraria if you had it. the same background? Um, no. I no. did play Terraria <laughs> no. for like an hour. For an hour? <laughs> I did. <laughs> it, it was a little Minecraft-y, but uh, even worse graphics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing that I, I liked or what I, I didn't play the game when I saw Ori Will of the Wisp, it's almost kind of like uh, the colors and everything, are almost kind of like a painting. It uh, is. It's so or cool. An, yeah. Or anime or an animated painting because it kind of moves. Yeah, it does move. So it has a yeah, really like... smooth, gorgeous-looking, you know, palette, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think I have a problem playing games that look bad. I don't know for some reason. You know, it just that's what it. gets me. <laughs> You see, um, I can it... play games that look bad, but like with Terraria, there's enough graphics there for me to see what's going on and to do what I want. But the thing is, like, I've got to be honest, with Terraria, it's not about the graphics. When you actually, if I played it with you and you started, I said, we do this next and then we do that and then we do this and then we're going to go and do this and then we're going to fight this boss. Yeah. I can guarantee you'd be addicted to it. Maybe. Did you play it with a uh, controller? Uh, no, I played it on the keyboard and mouse. Okay, so so was I, and it was a little bit rough for me. I don't know. You do get used to that though after a little while. It's all about like finding what you need to do, and like you could. Some people play it just to build bases and stuff like that, make it look all nice. Yeah. But then if you play it properly, to you've got like fifty bosses in that game, but they've all got requirements to do. So it'd be like, let's go for the flesh, uh, the wall of flesh, and it'll be like we'd work towards getting that, and we'd set up all the platforms for what we need to do to beat it, and then it's really fun doing that. Um, but if you just come on like grey and you don't know how to chop a tree down, it just takes forever. <laughs> All right. So to be fair, when I did play Terraria, I did play with somebody who knew what was going on, and we did summon one of them. I think it was like a floating eyeball. Yeah. See, that's one of the first ones. It's okay. Really yeah. Easy so we one. did that. Yeah. It was. It was cool. It was neat. And we did like we dug all the way to like yeah. hell or whatever it was, yeah. which is cool. 
Good yeah, see, see, in that game, you he's, dig all the way. The first thing to there. do is build a base, dig all the way to hell, put a rope all the way down there. And then when you get down there, you get lots of weapons, but you'll never see the same weapon twice. Like, there's so many weapons in that game. So you yeah. do get a real good sense of, like, adventure and finding stuff all the time. But anyway, let's get back to your game, because I've turned it into oh, Terraria. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. uh, I mean, I'm really not going to say a whole lot. I mean, it's, like I said, it's a Metroidvania platformer. The game is gorgeous. It's story-driven. Um... You know, it's a very cute story about, you know, you become friends with an owl and he had a broken wing and you fix his wing and <laughs> you guys sail off into the sky, but then you hit a storm and then you got to kind of like work your way back. Sounds like a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> it, it, that cutscene was so cool. It was amazing. I'm going to, I'm going to say that that cutscene was just <laughs> off this world. Um, you, looking at you, you don't look like the type of guy that would play that game. You look like a lorry driver. What's a lorry driver? Truck driver. Oh, okay, okay. I look like a truck driver. <laughs> you don't. You look like the guy that's going to get out of one of them like eighty foot massive trucks you have over there with a the massive nose on it, with a massive <laughs> engine, like fifteen liter truck, and you're like, yeah, my little owl broke his wing. He's got the, he's got, he's got the sleeper compartment in the back, yeah. so you can just sleep back. Would you call him over there a semi or something? It's a yeah, semi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, eighteen wheelers. A semi yeah. over here is a bit different. Oh, I'm not going to go there. So, yeah, yeah, Ori yeah, and the Will of the Wisps. <laughs> Play the game. It's free on Xbox Game Pass. It's it was it's fun. It's super fun. I didn't beat it. I didn't get that far. But I played that. I had to play it on controller. I might try it out just to see what it is as it's free on Xbox it's Game free. Pass. Um, that was my, so, I wanted to say something else. Uh, did you guys you guys play the old Streets of Rage? Because the Streets yeah, of Rage man. 4 is free on Xbox Game Pass right now. It just came out today. Is it? Yes, sir. It's it's, it's just cool. on the Xbox Game Pass. Yep, it's twenty four. It's twenty five dollars, I think, normally, but it's free on the the Game Pass. And I think we could play co op. All right, I might be down for that for next week. Yeah, look let's do these, that. Look, yeah. look at all these things we can play on game night. This is gonna be like great. Yeah, we got pretty cool, man. Right, with that, that we night. might as well jump into talking about uh, the community game night. Yeah. So how did it go for you, Prophet? <laughs> do I had too. a blast. I you definitely blast. had a blast. I had to text you at like three in the morning to see if you're still alive because I thought you had I passed thought... out and died. <laughs> I, I thought he was blasted. I seriously <laughs> thought. I seriously okay. thought he might have died in his sleep. He got so drunk, man. He got so drunk that his camera froze like this. And then we're talking to him. He's so drunk that he couldn't talk to us back. And he's like, "I don't know what's going on." I don't know what's going on. And in the end, I'm like, get in the game. Get in the game. And then he's like, he just carries on babbling. And us, us three at this point switch off. And we just carry on playing. We're playing this game called Scriblio.io, which I'll talk about in a minute. So we carry on playing the game for 45 minutes. And he's just mumbling to himself with his camera just froze like that. And then <laughs> half an hour later, he's like, when are you going to let me in the game? We're like, we're playing the game. We've been telling you to get in for the last 45 minutes. You can just hear him swigging on his bottles. Scriblium. <laughs> And then, okay, so... no, wait, wait, it's not finished yet. Keep going, keep going, keep going, then keep going, my guys. missus, she's doing a Zoom night with all her girly friends on the computer next to me. So she's like, oh, my friends are going now. So I'm like, look, jump on, on Zoom on that computer and get on with us. So my missus comes on and her name's Ellen. And all of a sudden she comes into the room. He obviously can't see her or whatever. I don't know. And he's like, guys, who's Ellen? Uh, who's Alan? Who's Alan? Alan yeah. Who's this Alan that's in the room with us? And she's like, I'm Nick's missus. And he's like, I don't know who Alan is. And we're like, it's Ellen. She's on the computer next to me. And he's he's just oblivious. I'm like, it's Ellen. 
and it went on for ages. And in the end, us lot carried on playing the game. And then you were frozen. Your camera was frozen for so long and you cut off. And I was like, oh, I wonder what's happened to him. We carried on playing for about 40 minutes. And then we all was like, should we all go to bed? And we was like, yeah, let's go to bed. So we will get off. And then I text you in the middle of the night going, are you alive, dude? Let me know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I seriously thought you might have passed out. But we was playing a game uh, called I, Scriblio. I did pass out, trust me. Uh, to be <laughs> fair, though. Okay, so obviously there's a time difference. I had to start drinking at like 12 in the afternoon just to be like, you know, with you guys. But I did I start drinking at 12 in the afternoon. And I man, was still I... here 45 minutes after you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and sober. I'm, who's Alan now? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That was a lot of fun. That was a good night, though. To be fair, we're doing it yeah. again. What's the date yeah. we're doing it on? Uh, it's May 30th. Hold on, hold on. May the 30th, yeah. Yes, Is that yeah. Saturday or Sunday? It's my birthday, yeah. May the 25th. So May it's the 30th. Been... We'll it's all be getting on the last Saturday of the month. All right, so everybody in the community is welcome. There's only one requirement, and that is that you have a camera switched on because we don't want people to come on with no camera, and then you can't really talk to each other because the first game of night, we didn't have no cameras really, and it was a bit bit poo, wasn't it? And then this one, this was well funny because it started off, um, it was sunny, really sunny that day, so I set my laptop up in the garden. So I'm sitting in the garden with my drinks, and I'm chatting to everybody. It was about, I think there was about 12 of us on there at one point. Um, was it 12 of us or about 8 of us? I don't know. Uh, there was a lot. People came and no, went there was a about 12 bit. of us. It was free. Yeah, I think yeah, it was. I, well, I was on for about an hour and a half. And there was about there was a lot. At that time, it I think. It was a good group. <laughs> Eric Ann says, uh, you was very interested in Jansen's eyes. You did freak Jansen out a little bit. He turned his <laughs> camera off in the end because you kept going, oh man, your eyes are so nice. Such sexy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he does have pretty eyes. Look at his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> it matches that beard he has. That's what kind of... You was very interested in his eyes, but you didn't know who Alan was. So I'm starting to get worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. yeah, we, we was playing a game called Scriblio, and it's not even a proper game. You play it in a browser, you send a link to everybody, and basically everybody joins into this browser game, and you take it in turns to draw something. So I might say it will give me three words, and it will be like car bus or sun and then i pick one of them words and i draw it um and then they've got to get it quick enough where they write in the word like sun and then they click enter and they get points and then we were just all playing that and it was i thought that was pretty cool and we're just sitting here drinking chatting and playing the game and it was a really really fun night um but so we definitely definitely do that again um wait we have to tell the story of why jansen was the big point winner for the night do you remember that why he was what Jansen was the largest point winner for the night of that game. But do you know why? Because he put words in. Because he put every word in. So he already knew the answers before everybody. (laughs) So he would just type in the answer. Boom, he gets like 500 points. He's like the top guy all the time. And at the end, you see all these points, and he's number one. And we're going like, how did Jansen get to be number one? Well, I made up the words. I put it in. Oh, oh, okay, great. Um, I was going to say, because it's getting on, uh, it's getting pretty late, uh, we should probably jump into uh, a couple of questions before uh, the end of the podcast comes up. Um, should we do it the same as normal? So I'll read out the question and then we'll have a chat about it. Yeah. All right. So uh, hopefully I'll read your names out right. Um, first question is from Ipaknos. Have I said that right? 
Sounds close enough to me. Uh, close enough to yeah. me. So, uh, Apacnos, cheers for sending your question in. Uh, and they say, uh, Mini ITX versus ATX. Do anyone want to go first or shall I go first? Uh, I can take it. And then you can obviously, I mean, obviously you're going to know more, so you can clean up. Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go I mean, for it. Okay. <laughs> your view on, on Mini ITX versus ATX. Obviously, everybody knows what ATX is. Mini ATX is basically the ones that you stick in like very small cases. And the only point that I see to them is like if you really need something like portable or you just want something super small. Because anytime you have a mini ITX, you lose basically two RAM slots. You lose, um, you only have one, um, uh, what do you call it, PCI slot. And you're basically trying to fit it into a tiny case with poor airflow. Yep. There's a whole bunch of like drawbacks to it. Unless the only thing is if you want it small. That's yeah. the only positive that um, I see. What I'd add to that is, um, so you get mini ITX and you get micro ATX, uh, ATX. And basically what they are, they're different stud patterns. And mm -hmm. they're basically on one of them, like you said, you'll get the RAM sticks and one PCI slot. Uh, one of the other ones, um, I, I don't know which one around it, it's micro ATX. I think it's, I always have to check it because I always, I always get muddled up. Um, one of them is actually a little bit bigger of a board than the other one. So one's like a proper square and one's more of a rectangle with two slots. Uh, for the mm -hmm. PCI. Um, but for me, I would say only go with a micro or a mini if you do want to have it in a small build because the difference is major. Um, a smaller one will be more money for less features on the board. A bigger one will be cheaper and you'll get a lot more features on the board. Like things like sound cards built in, stuff like that makes a big difference. If you went for, say, a ROG Strix board, you'd get a sound card and on the board, it would be in its own section to stop like noise and stuff coming through. But obviously if you go for a micro or mini, it's much smaller, so it has to go where it has to go. Um, so that's things like that to take into consideration. Also the price, um, mini is much more expensive. Like we said, major thing, less stuff, more expensive. Only get that if you wanna go for a small build. And remember, if you're gonna water cool it and stuff, um, in a small build, there's gonna be a lot more heat build up as well with that graphics card in there and stuff. So just something to take into consideration. So for me, Personally, only, I would go ATX all the time. But if you want a small build, yeah, go ITX or mini, micro ATX, whatever, um, or micro whatever it is. And I don't know. On the Patreon, didn't you do the video on the Patreon about the mini ITX build? Remember? A long time ago? Yeah, I did the Dan case. Um, that right. was a mini, I think. Like I said, I always get muddled up. I'm rubbish at remembering anything. And... Uh, some boards have different like stud patterns where you put screws through, um, but one of them is pretty much a little tiny square, which which just has a RAM slot and a PCI, um, and the other one has uh, a RAM slot, like two of them, and then two PCIs, which is a little bit bigger. So, But to be fair, it doesn't really matter which one you go for. Um, the smaller ones are going to be more expensive. So hopefully that answers your question. If you've got a specific about any of the boards or a board you're looking at, let us know, and then we can look into that. Um, and oh, and they've got a second question as well, um, which says uh, reference cards, e.g., Founders Edition or custom cards, MSI, Gigabyte, EVGA. Um, did anyone want to say anything about this? Or go for it. No. Yeah, you go first. So basically, okay. the reference card and a Founders card—they're both exactly the same thing. All it means is is the PCB board which you get underneath the cooler. Because say you get say a GTX 1080, yeah. You could get a GTX 1080, it could be from EVGA, it could be a Founders Edition, it could be whatever. 
the board, the PCB on that board, once you take the cooler off, is just the board. The difference with a reference card and a founder's card is it's the first one out of the factory. It's the original. And the reason why you should go with a founder's card is because if you was going to water cool it, the water coolers, like the, the water blocks, are always built normally onto the founder's edition because that's the earliest card they get given to build all their prints off of. So say I wanted to go water calling with a 2080 Ti ROG Strix. With a ROG Strix, because it's a, a higher powered custom card, it could have a different board to a founder's card. So for that, you would have to go and you'd have to look. Um, EK, there's a thing called EK Configurator. And if you go on EK Configurator, you can put what card you've got and it will tell you the matching cards you can use from EK. It's really, really handy for people that don't know because if you're going to water cool a card, you don't know which card to buy in the beginning. Then you don't know which card has uh, which water block and it can get really confusing. So I would always go with a reference card because you're going to get more water blocks out there for a reference card. If you do go for a custom card, sometimes custom cards can have things called power phases and have more of them which means that card can have more voltage going through it and basically be more powerful. So you know, have you ever seen a card called Kingpin? No. So you can get like a Kingpin card and basically that card, it's got, it's actually got a different base card on it with more power phase and stuff on it. It's more powerful. It can have more voltage through it and that's why it, it's so much more powerful than a Founders Edition. Personally for me, I would go Founders Edition because, like all the cards I use, any 2080, any 2080 Ti, I've had over 2 gigs. So you get a massive increase anyway. And that increase is bigger than these big cards when they come out. So um, I, I would definitely go for a Founders Edition. But yeah, basically, that's the difference. The Founders Edition card are the earliest cards. And they're the cards that companies get given to build their water blocks on. So normally they fit the Founders. But they, if you go for a custom card, you might have to look for a, a custom water block for that card. Hopefully I repeat it too much there, going on about it over and over again. It's just the way my little brain ticks. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> cheers for that um, question, Epaknos. Hopefully I said your name right. Um, right, let's get into this next question, and then we'll have to stop it there. Um, and this is from Cal, and he says, Can each host recommend a game, TV show, book, comic, and album to check out whilst on lockdown? Go on, you two can go first on this one. Well, that'll take another two hours. <laughs> um, well, TV show-wise, uh, if you like science fiction or fantasy or whatever, I would pick up on The, the Witcher on Netflix for sure. Uh, the Expanse, which is on Amazon Prime Video, is really good. I'm almost done with the four seasons right now. Um, so I would that, those would be two I would say off the top of my head. And... And next. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a message on my phone, so I was looking at my phone thinking, what is that? And then I see you stop talking, and I see Prophet, he's just raising another land. <laughs> Gray was, I was like, looking uh... for that buzz. Sorry, Gray, I wasn't I listening to you. That's okay, that's okay. <laughs> what was that? I, I was ready, I was ready. Oh, man. So, so go ahead, Prophet, tell, name a game or a TV show or a comic book or an album. Oh, or... uh, okay. So, when you got to do one of them. Or game night. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I actually don't own a TV, uh, so I don't watch TV. Um, Man, but... you're a proper gamer. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so do you live alone? Album, I do, yeah. Oh, so what are you going to do when you get a missus and then, like, she comes in and she's like, I want you to watch TV with me? Okay, so to be, I, I just 
uh, broke up with my ex, and I gave her my TV and everything. So, ah, yeah, see. oh right, so, <laughs> you know, whatever. It is what it is. Man, you're caring guy. I'll just be like, you ain't have my TV. As soon as, I, <laughs> as soon as I sell my old one, I'll pack it up and send it to you. <laughs> well, I gave her the TV because I just built this PC. You know, <laughs> okay, well, and that's better the then. Well, wait a minute. You can watch. Wait, wait. Now you can watch. What you don't? PC. What you don't yeah, realize is you split up with him because he's always on the computer. <laughs> whilst he's, whilst he's not yeah. in his truck. Well, oh yeah, my semi. <laughs> or drunk. <laughs> well, no in that case, that, then you have to happens. name a game. You have to name a game or a book or whatever. Okay, so I actually we were listening to a little bit of reggae on uh, gaming night, and if you haven't heard of um, an album called Distant Relatives. It's by Nas and Damian Marley. Really, really good. If you and like, like is, and he is related to. Yeah, yeah, he is one of the sons of uh, Bob Marley. There you go. And it's more reggae than rap. Yeah, Damian is definitely more. There was him uh, with that, and then there was me with uh, Barry's Hammond. Who's that? Oh man, listen to it. Type him in. Another reggae guy. <laughs> I like the reggae okay. stuff. I was listening. To, I was listening to both that. Uh, for good. me, on the lockdown. I would say a game to check out would have to be something that gives you a lot of time. So you can put a lot of time into it. Um, mm. it. It depends. If I said you had to go back to a game, I would say go and try out the original XCOM and see if you like it. Because that game is a mad game. The graphics are bad. But if you get into it, you'll be on it for a very long time. It took me 20 years. So it'll get you through lockdown. World record. Did you play the new one? Yep, I've played all the new ones. I've played Phoenix Point, and now I'm playing uh, Gears Tactics. Gears Tactics, all the same type of game. So yeah, so cheers for that, Cal. Well, uh, another quick game, if you want, it, if you want time to really burn, is get into Civilization Five, Six, whatever. Uh, but if you play yeah. the game with a lot of multiple civilizations that are on the same game, it can take quite a while to to finish a game, and it's a lot of fun. So that will, you'll have a lot of fun. It'll burn lots of time. Yeah. Right, people. That brings us to the end of this podcast. And, oh, Aww. I did want to say quickly, which I should have said at the beginning, sorry about there being no podcast for the last two weeks or whatever it is. Um, Twitch messed up the files. So it said I was live for three days and it wouldn't let me stop the pod. Um, so it went on for three days. And then when it finally did work, it was only 40 minutes long, so it was a bit pointless to put it in there. I know a lot of you people out there were trying to listen to it and was waiting for it. Um, so hopefully this one will fill that spot. Um, we'll be on every Thursday. Remember to check out our magazine. It goes out tonight, 12 o'clock. It will be sent to everybody's inbox. Um, we've had a lot of people subscribe to it, so it, it's a really good sign. Um, if you're out there, a listener on the podcast, check out our um, magazine. It's called. It's, you can just go to extremepcuk.co.uk code at uk man i can't get my words out and basically <laughs> uh, it's all on there just go to the magazine section it'll give you a pop-up put your email in and for anyone anyone that uh, that gets it or is not really interested in the magazine if you still subscribe to it it's free um if you put your email in there it also gives us a boost because obviously it boosts our numbers and that rating so uh we appreciate anyone that does go and do that if you're interested in live builds watching builds watching things about computers videos tutorials stuff like that check out our patreon that's just Extreme PC UK forward slash Patreon or Patreon forward slash Extreme PC UK. Either way, you can find it. Um, and apart from that, I want to say thanks for all the subs, everybody for coming in after we've been in for two weeks. Cheers for you guys for coming on. Cheers to the guys at Academia um, School Simulator for doing the interview and being on with us. 
that was that was a really nice thing. Um, we've actually mm-hmm. got some keys to give away, haven't we, Gray? Yep, we do. Um, we're gonna what we're going to do, we'll we'll set this up uh, somehow, and we'll do it through Discord or something like that. Yeah. Sure, we'll come up with some some kind of giveaway, and we'll let you know. Yeah, um, or it'll be on next week. Either way. Um, apart from that, cheers for watching, everyone. We will see you on the next one. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Later. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye Bye. later. Bye. Bye-bye. I don't want to set the world on fire I just want to start a flame in your heart In my heart I have but one desire And that one is you